Welcome to Nintendo Dads, episode 376, recorded on May 19th, 2022. On tonight's episode, we have Nick, one half of the Game Pass news duo, to help us talk about why he hasn't watched Spirited Away yet. We'll have to figure that one out. What happened to Xbox over the last several weeks and what they have in store for E3? Fall Guys finally gets a release date for Switch and Xbox. Justin's not E3 predictions. We need to talk about those. And your questions. Jesse, you know what to do. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Nintendo Dads Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Masson, the one driving the bus on this dumpster fire of a podcast. And we're so happy that you're here with us today. Joining me are three of the coolest guys around the internet. First on the soundboard, pressing the buttons, and took his one day off of 2022, his one PTO for the entire year from Nintendo Dads. Welcome back, Mr. Jesse Waldack. Jesse, how are you today, sir? And I remembered how to push the button when I got back, too. I mean, that's why it's a really short sabbatical. Like, we only give you a week off so you don't forget how to do things. That's how Nintendo Dad Corp works. I think last year I had problems. But yeah, yeah, last week I was at my, it was, I was at a wedding. It was my oldest daughter's wedding. So I now have a son-in-law. Congratulations. Uh, thank you. Awesome. And uh, that we started, I don't know if we want to talk about it now or later, but we started a uh, another competition in the Discord uh, to help encourage weight loss. I don't remember what the official title is. Uh, chubby Dads. <laughs> the official title. Just Fat Dads is what it's called. <laughs> fat Dads yeah. Discord. And uh, yeah, so... Um, I tried to do my initial weigh-in yesterday, and the scale just said E. So I'm like, uh, oh, am I? Uh, so uh, I it thought I was exceeding its maximum weight, so I had to buy another scale. And uh, all right, when the the weight it told me doesn't exceed the maximum weight of the first scale, but it comes really damn close. Fair so, enough. And when I weighed in this morning, I lost one fifth of a pound. So I'm gonna start. Hey. Hey, we'll take take that as a win, right? Always got to be better in ourselves and taking care of ourselves from a health perspective. I'm I'm in the Chubby Dad's Discord challenge also, and I'm going to talk to you later about it, but it's been a real struggle for me. Um, poutine has not been a friend this week, but a friend of mine who I hope to one day sit down and have some poutine with, Mr. Timothy. Oh! Tim, how are Yay! you, sir? I'm, I'm doing good. I'm really good this week because... I don't have to do what Jesse's doing right now anymore because, man, that was stressful for doing that the first time. <laughs> yeah, round of applause to you for doing it for the first time. That was fantastic. Really well done. Uh, it's ch- it's challenging to run a soundboard and host, right, which is kind of right. what you were doing. So it's, uh, it was great. It was it was fun, though, to get, do that experience. And uh, like Nick and I were talking about earlier, um, it is kind of fun to switch uh, scenes and stuff on, on the stream deck. So that was yeah. that was cool. Good. Excellent. Well, hi, for those of you that are not watching the uh, the video and you're only an audio audio fan, you're missing another fantastic hat from Tim. Uh, this one is an old 8-bit Bowser. I love your hats, Tim. Just for just for clarity, because I don't think I've ever seen you with a repeat hat. How many hats do you have? 
I think Nick, you asked this question too before, yep. but uh, yep. I counted uh, and I lost track. So I don't, I don't know. I've got a lot <laughs> wow. of hats. Wow. You put all the hats on the scale and you needed another scale for the hats. I just, I was starting to count them and then I got distracted and then I was like, forget it. I'm not counting anymore. Oh my gosh. Crazy. Crazy. I think it's over 50 hats. I think that's so. incredible. That's incredible. <laughs> I have three, three hats. That's it. That's all I have is three. Also, what we learned here is that uh, Justin can't remember a year's worth of data because if it's 50 hats, at some point you had to repeat it and Justin just don't remember it anymore. Yeah, that's also most likely, right? That's probably, well, that's why I'm not on every episode, Nick, because now I'm like, oh, that's a new hat. And it's like, no, no, been here before. Hey, that other voice you heard, the third person to joining us today. Man, I'm so excited to be here. Fantastic, fantastic fella. One of the halves of the Xbox uh, Game Pass News. And I will say, because the other person's not here, the best half of it, Mr. <laughs> Nick. Nick, how are you, sir? Hey, I'm great, man. Thanks for having me uh, on the show. I really appreciate it. It's funny you say the best because I said at least you got the second best co-host of Game Pass News. So, you know, at least that's that's how I look at it. You yeah, got well, the second best. You're the best because you're here right now. So and then yes, Sean exactly. is here, then you know, we'll say he's the best. Yeah. Yeah. Do, <laughs> do I play favorites? A hundred percent. Do I boost your ego? A hundred percent. If Sean was here, would I say the same thing? Yes. Yes, I would. Uh, Because I am absolutely, absolutely vicious that way. Well, gentlemen, uh, man, it has been a great week. Some video game news, not a whole ton of stuff to to break down, but I'm excited to jump into it either which way. So let's jump right into the news. And today's show is brought to you by Manscaped. And of course, we're going to talk about that later. And of course, the news is also brought to us by Patreon.com slash Nintendo Dads. Whereas for as little as a dollar a month, you can come support this crazy dumpster fire we do. Get into our Discord. There are options to get pre and post show audio, artwork cards, uh, be a producer on the show, all kinds of stuff. And if you want to jump into our Discord, uh, similar to uh, to the rest of us and find a group that's all about chubby dads and losing some weight. Hey, we're in there too. And by the way, maybe you're like, hey, I can't, I don't got any bucks to throw, throw your way. Not a problem at all. If you are a person who has uh, Amazon Prime, you have got a Twitch Prime, head over, hit that sub button, give it to us. And by the way, now all of a sudden you're in our Discord. Uh, so it's just that easy, just that easy. We appreciate it no matter what. Who, gentlemen, 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 I'm excited to talk about this first topic because... Uh, I was wait. I've been waiting for this game since it got announced earlier this week on Mondays, Monday, 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 the fine folks over at Mediatonic in cooperation with uh, Epic Games announced Fall Guys update. Now, of course, we knew Fall Guys was coming to the Nintendo Switch and Xbox. It was announced a year and a bit ago, um, but we never had a final date. We all assumed assumed the exclusivity would occur about a year after uh, the one-year contract with with PlayStation, which means it would have been in August of 2021. Boy, were we wrong. Uh, it took him nearly an entire year get to, to get back over here. But I want to run you through some quick updates. First, the big update that's occurring to Fall Guys. Let's just get this. Let's just let's just get this one out of the way to start off with. Fall Guys is coming to the Nintendo Switch on June 21st. All I right. The, I thought the number one update was it lost its subtitle. Why was the subtitle? It was I'm, Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout. It's mm, no longer called that. It's just Fall it's Guys. Just Fall Guys. Oh, interesting. <laughs> interesting. Uh, a couple of things to make sure you're aware of. It is now cross-platform and cross-progression. Uh, it will be free to play with a premium season pass. Now, for those of you that maybe don't keep up with the industry, industry what's going on? Epic Games, you may know them from such big hits as Fortnite 
and Rocket League purchased Mediatonic uh, about a year and a bit ago, which means their model that they're going to have for Fall Guys is going to be free to play. Not a shock here. And your uh, season pass will be where they're going to be making their monetization, similar to what they did when they brought Rocket League in-house. They, they changed that free to play and gave it as well. This isn't a huge shock, but that infrastructure, that purchase that Epic gave or, or that um, Epic bought Mediatonic for is actually really critical for the reasons they're having some of the successes and some of the things that they're doing here. A um, couple things to be aware of in regards to it. It is also coming to the Xbox One and Xbox Series S and X on the exact same day as well. Um, it's coming to PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5. We're coming to PC via Steam and the Epic Game Store as well. All of this launching with a big, big update on June 21st. Now, if you're a person who already had Fall Guys before, you paid some money for it. Remember how Nintendo had the like ambassador program for the 3DS? Fall Guys is kind of doing that. They're giving you some extra swag, some in-game currency to say thank you for your amazing support as well. I will call... A little information about Steam. I think it's available on Steam now, but once June 21st hits, it will no longer be available on Steam. It will be going to the Epic Game Store because Epic owns them. Right. If you're playing on Steam, you can continue to play on Steam. You just can't start new on Steam after June. Yeah, at the end. Absolutely. Uh, And since we've got our wonderful Game Pass news, Nick here talking about Xbox. Xbox, actually, Major Nelson himself was there in the presentation and said that Game Pass subscribers can get one free costume a month for the first three months. So kind of sweeten, sweetening that deal for uh, for folks to jump on and play Fall Guys as well. Uh, I'm excited for this to come out. I was really, really hoping they were going to say an out today uh, presentation about 30 minutes. I was a live reaction on our YouTube uh, channel. But uh, folks, what do you think of Fall Guys finally coming to the Nintendo Switch and all these other pl- platforms? What are our thoughts? Um, Nick, let's go to you. I think it's amazing. I've been waiting for it too. I've I've wanted to play this game. It looks like a lot of fun. Uh, I I think they nailed it as a uh, with the cross platform cross progression. I think that's really key. So that means I can be down here on my Xbox, then I can go upstairs on my Switch, and everything will just as their as their advertising will seamlessly uh, transfer. And that's that's what I want. That's what makes Knockout City so much fun. It was like I could be down here, then I go to the Switch, and everything worked. And so I think that I think that's key to what they what they advertised or what they announced. That means they learned the lessons from when when the Switch had Fortnite release, and there was some hangups. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I think I think you know again the cross progression, the cross save multi-platform free to play these are all key markers battle pass these are all key mm-hmm. markers of epic uh of, of, F, of epic's influence and again i don't think that based on the team of mediatonic and the success of fall guys had epic not purchased them they would have been able to scale the way that they have i think this puts them in a really healthy position and i think this was a very small smart purchase by epic and again, I think just Mediatonic being able to say, you've got the infrastructure, we can now use this. This is now going to push um, push Fall Guys kind of into that um, next level, which is what Epic wants it to be. And again, a great monetization model for them to bring in. Uh, literally the day after this was announced, I went into um, Fortnite and the first tab of like the news section was, hey, you should watch the Fall Guys announcement in Fortnite. And you're like, use. I see. I see what you did there. I see you. I see you. And then, interestingly enough, hey, some of those bean costumes. Hmm, one of the first ones they're announcing that they're currently developing is Assassin's Creed Ezio. Uh, guess who was just on the um, Fortnite skin shop not too long ago? 
Assassin's Creed. Do you right. know what I mean? So it's like, so they're just bringing these pieces together. This is going to be continue to be a massive money machine for them. Uh, I think it's going to be great. Uh, Tim, what are you thinking of Fall Guys? Uh, it, I was wondering the same thing when it took so long for it to come out. Um, but, and I think we brought it up before, like, was our interest waning because of how long it was taking? Uh, but as soon as I think they did a great job with the video, kind of hyping things up and getting you ready for what's coming June 21st. So I'm excited and looking forward to, you know, playing either with my family, if they're interested and, and, or the community as well. So, yeah. Yeah. I, uh, Jesse, does this interest you at all? No, I tried it on the PS five and I don't think I ever got past the second stage. Um, That's like, fair. Like it, this, and you know me with multiplayer games, so I, I'm I'm not even going to download it. My son might, you know, he'll probably play it on his PS5 more than he'll play it on a Switch, but he'll probably yeah. download it. That's fair. And, and if you are a uh, Switch person who's asking, <clears throat> it is said to be running the Switch version is running at 30 FPS docked or handheld. Um, any other thoughts on Fall Guys? I know I'm excited to jump in, but anyone else? Do you do you have to have NSO for this on Switch? Do you know? I I suspect not, and the reason being is because you don't need uh-huh. NSO to play Fortnite or Rocket League. They walked yeah. right they they walked around that and said, "No, nah, we ain't doing that." Yeah, um, I also imagine I also imagine, and again, I haven't played I haven't played Fall Guys. I don't know is, is voice chat a thing in Fall Guys because that would probably occur. And again, much like how Fortnite has it, they just walked right around Nintendo. Um, it's probably an option. Yeah, I do not know. I have not normally if it's free to play, then normally don't need NSO. Yeah, which is probably one of the reasons why they went went to free to play so to get around that. Yeah, well, I think I think Epic's just yeah. I I think it'll be interesting. Yeah, good for them, right? They can do it. They can bankroll. They can do it. Um, I think it'll be interesting to see over time. You know what other franchises does epic end up picking up um at the time the interesting part i think about fall guys fall guys was such a specific moment in time for like three months right it was you know it was it was being displayed on espn because tim the tap man couldn't get a get a crown right like it had a hot minute um sort and i think in some ways sort of like among us as well had these hot minutes because streamers picked it up and then it and then it kind of died off And and i think you know you could go on to twitch and I don't know, Jesse, maybe you can jump over to Twitch right now and just see how many people are on Fall Guys right now, just for a rough number, comparably some of those. It definitely fell off. I think it coming back beginning of June, cross-play, right, multi-platform, this is going to give Fall Guys that that boost in the arm that it really, really needs. Now, whether it has a long-term staying power, I definitely don't think it's going to be the same um, realm as something like Fortnite, but I think it can, it can, it can definitely maintain it. I think a huge people are, people are going to jump on it. A community is going to jump on it. I think it's, I think it's going to really do well and kind of give it again, that really sharp uh, kick in the arms to, um, to jump into it, which is great. The other part I will say is that if you are interested in fall guys and you haven't played it, you can actually go over and go to epicgames.com right now and do a fall guys uh, free for all pre-registration. And as people re pre-register for fall guys, it unlocks costumes, uh, unlocks kudos and banners and stuff like that. So if you do not already have, um, fall guys are not registered for it. Don't have an account. You can actually basically pre-set up your Epic account so that mm-hmm. when it is ready, you get some free sweet swag. Uh, so check that out again, head over to epicgames.com. 
folks, anything else you want to talk about for fall guys? Ready for it. Ready for it. All right. All right. All right. All right. Hey, listen, I'm looking at the news items. I just want to check. Oh, where do we put this other thing? Where do we put our conversation with Mr. Nick? Mr. Nick, we're going to go straight to you right now. I don't really want to. I don't really really care about new F-Zero game. Could be straight and honest. We'll talk about it later. But I like to sit in a pocket and have a good conversation. Nick, of course, half the uh, host of the Game Pass News. Mr. Sean Abbott being the other one. One of the, I believe, ladies and gentlemen, one of the best, one of the absolute best Xbox game gaming uh, podcasts out there. So if you haven't already, go subscribe to Game Pass News, uh, both on Twitch and on podcasts as well. But Nick, you, Xbox is kind of your bread and butter. That's what you're built on. Yep. Nick, we got to have a chat about Xbox. <laughs> what? What? Is, what have your boys? What? Have, what have Phil been doing over there the last couple of weeks? Because, because uh, I'm concerned about your 2022. Some things have changed. So maybe Nick, uh-huh. can you give us a rundown? What's happened with Xbox? And I'd love to talk to you about what is Xbox going to do for 2022 now, and what is their E3 going to be? Uh, and I'd love to hear you. Yeah, so, uh, you know, I, I think it's pretty well known, but if you don't follow Xbox in the industry, uh, Bethesda, who is owned by, who is part of Xbox Studios, uh, came out and said Redfall, which really nobody really thought Redfall was going to come out. It's a vampire left for dead kind of thing. But the big one is Starfield and Redfall are both being pushed to 2023. And Starfield was Xbox, uh, Microsoft games. That that was what everybody was looking for. It didn't matter if they didn't have a single other game if Starfield held its date. And I'll tell you, you know, John called me out last time uh, uh, on Dads for saying I, I didn't think he would get pushed, and I really didn't. I um, mostly because they've been putting out these video diaries. And I don't know, business Justin. I mean, you can tell me, like, like why would you put out video diaries and push hype when you weren't sure that you could hit your mark, you know, like, I don't know, they've been putting out these things every couple of weeks. And so I was like, nah, they're, they're there. And then to just to be pushing this hype and then not make it, it's crazy. And then on top of that, right before they announced that Xbox's network crapped the bed and uh, nobody could play game pass for pretty much a weekend. So yeah, it's been, it's been a rough spell for, for my Xbox uh, community for sure. Yeah. So, yeah. Fair, fair, fair enough. So let me, let me ask you this. And I was thinking recently, so what, so obviously not knowing what now, Xbox is going to have an event. They are going to have an event in June, which would have been around E3, whether we believe or not E3 exists, but it's their event with Bethesda. Um, What does Xbox have in the chamber for 2022 that fans should be getting excited about? Because obviously we had Halo come out last year, Mm -hmm. uh, the multiplayer first in November. That was a great drop. Uh, Then the campaign hit, but it seems like, and maybe I'm, maybe I'm just, uh, reading the room wrong here, Nick, but it seems like Halo Infinite has kind of uh, cooled off. Season two is coming up again. Is it, you know, and have they made enough changes to bring folks back into that plat, into that IP and to re-engage? And does it have staying power? Um, does Halo Infinite have staying power? Is that what yeah. you're asking? Yeah, um, it, it could, if they could get their ducks in, their row, in a row like Epic. Uh, just to be honest, uh, Epic makes that look easy, right? I mean, like finding that licensed thing, bringing it into the game, bringing it into all their games, making the skins, doing all that stuff. And I think when you watch it on Fortnite, it's like, oh man, yeah, this is great. And I think 343 thought, yeah, we can do this. And it's not as easy as Epic makes it look, just to be honest. Um, and so they're having trouble churning out that content. 
finding out how the how the leveling system should work so that it plays for both a person like me who's going to get killed like immediately and just wants to have some fun and do some objectives and for people who want to see if they can you know get the last spartan standing um they're having a lot of trouble if they can figure that out then yeah i think halo's got the brand it's got the name to be a really good online shooter but it's not there right now and that's okay because fortnite wasn't there right away either mm-hmm. so it's not dead yet um but if they don't figure it out and and fix it within the next six i'd give them season three if they don't fix it by season three then it's probably going to be left left in the dust yeah so my other question that 2022 what does xbox have in the chamber that is a known quantity and again you can use some speculations right um that is a known quantity that should have xbox fans getting excited for yeah so there's a bunch here's the problem they have games that they're more than likely going to release are they going to get xbox fans really excited i don't know we have we have a plague tale coming out a new plague tale which a lot of people do like we have Hell, Hellblade 2, which should be coming out. Now, you know, these are hanging in the 2022 balance. There is not like nobody's come out and said, these games are coming out this day at this time. Be excited. So we're hoping that at this showcase, that's what happens. Because if it doesn't, then there ain't no games in the Xbox chamber. Just to be first per, first part, just to be real honest. Like, um, so you have Hellblade, you have Plague Tale, uh, uh, Scorn. Uh, has come out and said, uh, uh, Bloober team has come out and said that they have said that that is marked for an October to November release. So not a specific date, but they have actually said that that's, that's the plan for the motorsports half and half. The community thinks it could be this year. Half thinks there's no way it's going to be in 2023. So there it's, there are games out there that Xbox has hanging this year that they can, that they can, um, announce for hopefully the next six months. And it's very important that they do announce at least some of these. They're not bangers like Starfield. They're not They're not like the whole industry goes crazy like it would for a Starfield announcement in 2022. So they're not, I don't think they have that in the chamber for this year at all. It's just not there. Um, but if they can announce enough of these and keep them rolling every, you know, every other month to drop one of these more medium tiered things, then I think they can, they can, I'm just going to say it, they can limp their way through 2022 until they get to the bangers in 2023. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. So that, yeah. Thank you for that insight. Cause I, I, you know, was struggling to think of, I was like, Oh, what do they have? Right. That, that's, that's really yeah. kind of casting our, our plenty of flag in it. One of the challenges I have, and, and this, this will sound like it's a bit, a bit hard, bit snarky at Xbox. And, and for those of you who know, I'm, I'm, I enjoy Xbox, right. I played there. I think there's, nah. I, but I, but I, but I, I guess here's my question. When is Xbox going to actually be running on all cylinders because what I always kind of hear is like next year, next year is going to be a banger next year is going to have it all. And it feels like, and, and they have, they have made some massive acquisitions. I would argue the biggest acquisitions in in kind of all of video gaming history Mm -hmm. uh, over the last 18 to 24 months, Bethesda, right? That's a massive, massive acquisition. Right. We've now got the Activision um, acquisition, which is going through. And I don't think it's finalized till June of 2020, uh, 2023, yeah. as memory serves. That's but there nice. are some massive houses, right? There, I mean, we're, t- we're not talking millions, we're talking billion dollar acquisitions. Mm-hmm. They, and, and, they, and those are big ones, but they've done a lot of other smaller ones over the last several years. Phil Spencer shows up on stage. We bought this studio. We bought this studio. We bought this studio. We got this studio. Where are those games? Where are those games showing up? Because right now, Nick, it looks like a lost leader. And this is not a good thing 
for a company that needs to be t- you, like in a couple of moments here, we're going to talk about the fact that Xbox sold amazing right in the Japanese market. Xbox yeah. Series S did fantastic. Yeah. You need to populate that with games to have people coming back to it. When is Xbox going to show up and bring their actual year? Especially because PlayStation is starting out the gate slow as well because they can't get consoles out. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, so, no, you're, well, you're totally right. Now's the time. Go ahead, Jess. So they talk about the Xbox being selling more than PS5. I think this is still just who can get systems on shelves more. A hundred percent it is, Jesse, but that's dollar sales. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I go into but, a store. But, I want a PlayStation. There isn't one there. Well, I guess I'm buying an Xbox. Boom. That's a like Xbox. You're actually making headway. You're getting somewhere. <laughs> Don't screw it up by not having anything there. Yeah, no, you're you're completely right, right? So now uh, you have people in your ecosystem, which is exactly what Xbox wants. They really don't care about hardware sales. Just to be just to be honest, yeah. they they don't. Um, they want people in the ecosystem. So you're right; they've made that headway because Sony is having trouble getting those systems out, like Xbox is for whatever reason that is. Maybe they've got chip priority. I don't know. That's a thing that's been floating around as a, as an industry rumor. Um, but you're right; they. It wouldn't take a lot as we have a prominent commu- member of our community, right? To say, yeah, this doesn't have my thing anymore. John from the Dads After Dark was like, I'm, I'm moving on to Sony. So, you know, yeah, they need to have some games out. When are they going to do that? I, th- I think there's, a, I don't have the answer to that question, but I can tell you this. They need probably some different management. Not probably. They need some different management. And not saying Phil needs to go away, because that's definitely not the case. Phil is driving the hype train. He knows when to speak. He knows when to when to do an article that pushes what needs to be done. That's a key piece to a puzzle that not everybody can can do. But can he do that and lead all these studios? No. I mean, the answer is no, I don't think anybody can. And so we they need to figure out their management of how they put who they put where so that everybody can keep pushing that train forward for each of these studios. Who's going to be the liaison to Xbox for Bethesda for, you know, all these different studios? I mean, oh, my gosh, the coalition, the Com- compulsion games i mean uh, uh double double is it double fine no what who, who yeah, double fine. Oh, Tim, yeah double Tim, fine Tim, yeah psychonauts yeah. yeah um yeah i mean there's all these different studios and i don't know how that management chain works but at the moment it doesn't seem to be working <laughs> i think that's pretty 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 uh obvious so yeah. so but that's a piece i think they need okay I'm and, and again, I'm not throwing shade at you, uh, Nick. Right? No, We're having no, a, 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 like people be like, "Why are why is he so mad at Nick? Why <laughs> he seems Nick seems so nice? Why is Justin so mad at him?" Uh, Nick, a couple other questions I have for Xbox. We're, I do want to talk about uh, two things I'm putting on radar. We'll start off with this one: Xbox everywhere. Right? Uh-huh. This came out. This uh, Phil made a very clear statement on this about three weeks ago. Uh, Fortnite coming to Game Pass for free with and as part of their Xbox everywhere or sorry, Xbox anywhere, Xbox everywhere strategy. Uh, What are your thoughts? What are your thoughts on, on that move? And, um, and and where, where, where do you directionally think that's going to go? And are we going to see some fruition of that in in E3? Um, So, uh, well, one, I'm pretty sure they haven't come out and said what, what tanked the network, but I have a, I have a pretty good feeling that it was Fortnite free on their stream that tanked that now i mean they the moment they said that it it went live on friday and 
I don't know. It just seems all line up that uh, that weekend is the weekend that Xbox's network just couldn't handle it. Um, I don't. That's not. That's just my my conjecture. What do I think about Xbox Everywhere? Um, they have they have foreshadowed this a year ago, saying that they were going to be on TVs. Uh, now they're talking about these uh, streaming pucks, which is exactly what I wanted to hear because my TV is probably not going to be on the list that gets the app. So I'm very excited to hear about this. Kind of like a, a Roku di- a Roku kind of thing that they're calling a streaming puck. Uh, do they bring that to E3, uh, the their showcase coming up in June? I think it would be good if they do, as long as they have first-party games to show before they announce it. Like, it'd be great if they said Plague Tale, Hellblade, you're going to get all these this year. You're going to get, uh, you know, some type of Doom material. You're going to get, you're going to get all these games I'm talking about. And... Now we don't know because, like you have already said, the uh, we should we we think we're going to get Deathloop, but Fall Guys would say maybe not because the year's up in September. So we'll see how that works. Deathloop should be coming to Xbox pretty soon, though. Uh, we conjecture. So there's that. That's there. And if they announce all these games and then say, "Hey, look at now you can play them on your TV with this," <laughs> but if their plan is, and I don't think it is, because Xbox can read the room pretty well with their fans. If their plan is to come out and announce a bunch of crap for 2023 and then say, and look at what we got, people are going to be like, what the, what, what am I supposed to play on that thing? Like, why do I care that you guys have a streaming puck when there, when there ain't nothing you're, you're, you're bringing out? So, so if they do, they better have first party games this year to back it up. What's up, Tim? Tim. I, I would also like to say that, uh, and you guys brought this up as well, that I think a good thing to bring up with the puck is the family plan. Because that would sell more living rooms, I think, if they have a puck that you don't have to go and buy the whole system. You can just get the puck and the family plan. Um, mm-hmm. Again, you need to have games that will interest the families, too. But um, but having that combination, I think, would help as well. And actually, those are out there. Surprisingly, people don't people don't realize. But like when you look at Game Pass, I mean, a lot of the stuff that comes to Nintendo, the Paw Patrols and all that kind of stuff that's on game pass right now. It just doesn't get, it doesn't get the type of uh, press that, you know, a lot of the other games that come to that system get. So I, I did that see that on Twitter that they had a handful of kid games that are coming to game pass. Yeah. So. And Tim, if I was to, if I was to make a choice, I would say, bring me the family plan over the puck. Like if I had to choose between the two, I yeah. think the family plan will garner more hype and interest and, uh, for their fan base than that puck ever, ever will. And I think I agree with you on that as well, even more so where I don't think they would bring the puck to E3, their E3 thing, because mm-hmm. they learned from the past that it has to be focused on games. Uh, it's, you know, gamer oriented. They mm-hmm. can talk about hardware separately and another thing, you know, somewhere else. Yeah. Um, maybe even leading up to that or somewhere down the line, closer to the holidays mm-hmm. or something, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah, for for sure. Um, my hope is that they have four or five games this year to bring out and that Phil Spencer did a thing of like, let's get bad news. Let's have the bad news first and have it early. And so, he, you know, they announced it, got it out of the way so that people wouldn't be shocked. I I liken it to uh, uh, in game in our podcast last this week, I likened it to the E3 when Animal Crossing got announced. Um, that was a banger E3 for Nintendo. But for me and I know for a lot of people, that one game, right, that got pushed to 2020, which was the best decision that Nintendo ever made and didn't know it was. Um, but 
that just kind of that was kind of a cloud over that E3. It was like, oh, there's this game and there's this game and Animal Crossing. And look at this. Oh, and it's now delayed for six months. And it's like you, you knew it wasn't that big of a deal, but it was still hard to like keep the hype. And so I think Phil is like, I'm hoping at least Phil is like, let's get this out of the way so that we can announce all this stuff and we don't have a cloud of bad news on our showcase while while we're trying to build hype. That's my hope. Yeah, Otherwise, yeah. Xbox is in trouble. <laughs> That's just a fact. I mean, this, they're not going to sink. It's not going to sink them. So I don't want people to be like, oh, Nick, it's not going to sink them. It's just going to make for a really rough uh, 2022. And they've lost, in my opinion, they've lost the trust of the fans to, to, to point to a game a year out. Like they can't say, oh, look at all these games. And they're going to be out in the mid of 2023. What? You've said that too many times now and missed the mark for me to think it's like an indie world right now it's like if it's past six months i'm like okay i don't i don't know if i'll see that or not i'd bank on i don't bank on that date one bit you know so well one of the things too that i i think is uh something to keep in mind is the um i lost it dang it just left it was like there it goes while you think about that i want to, I okay. want to comment so it's kind of like in contrast to nintendo they try to not announce the game if it's many games beyond a year from now which you know so when it comes to january when we haven't had any big announcements yet we're like well we only know what's going on until april what's going on the rest of the half we know stuff is coming stuff always comes but we just there's a lot of unknowns. Where the mm-hmm. others, they announce everything two or three years in advance, so they know it's coming. It's coming. They just don't yet know if it's coming this year or not. Right. Yeah. And what I was going to say was is that I think the other thing that we have to keep in mind as fans, and it's tough because we see this with Nintendo, is Microsoft is killing it. You know, for a while here. And so any kind of lull, any kind of back to normal, any coming down is going to look worse than, than it already is, you know? So, right. and that's yeah, what and let, Yeah. And let me say, Sean and I have turned cyberpunk into a verb. Let me say, I would rather Bethesda do what they did than cyberpunk Starfield. Okay. Like, I mean, that's, oh, that's yeah, just yeah. a fact. All yeah. right. I mean, so if that, if that's a difference, in fact, I would even rather them do that instead of release their normal game, which I think we can all admit are quite buggy. Okay. I mean, fallouts come out quite buggy. If they're reaching to the next tier, I'll give them that six months. That's fine. I'd rather, I'd rather see Bethesda lose that, that, that thing that follows them around. Like, well, it's a Bethesda game. So it's probably going to have bugs when it releases, you know, if they can get rid of that, all the better. That's what I say. So take, take the, take the time you need, but, uh, but also, yeah, it puts Microsoft Studios in a bit of a pickle for 22. Hmm. Uh, from the chat here, Chris asks, Nick, are there still games on Game Pass that are console only? Yes. Yeah, there are. I can't I can't spit them out to you right off the top. Of my, actually, I probably I probably can. I We keep a list of Game Pass games. Um, uh, but yeah, there there are a handful, not very many uh but they're like turn up boy commits tax evasion that is console that was console only dropped on game pass that's such a weird game to only be console only i know i know citizen sleeper so i don't know why they how they choose what happens here but jurassic world evolution i believe is only console only um so so yeah there's a handful of them it's definitely going away a lot of times you see games drop on console 
And then like in a couple weeks, you'll see an update from Game Pass that says now it's on cloud too, or now it's on PC also. And so oh. it's like they get it on the console and then they so get it to the are rest. Are there any games that are on cloud that aren't on PC or vice versa? Because Turnip Boy may not have a PC version, which is why it's not there. But it doesn't mean it couldn't be streamed on a PC Mm-hmm. If if it's available there, to, via cloud, I cannot, and I you know I could be wrong here, but I can think of games that are not. I can think of games that are not on. I can't think of a game that's on cloud but not on console. Now there are certainly PC games. In fact, Hardship Spacebreaker is coming out next week, and I'm I would love to play that game, but I refuse to put a game on my on my console or on my computer because it's for streaming. And Lord knows if I put a game on there, it'll probably blow it up. Um, so, so, uh, but yeah, there are certainly PC games that come out. Warhammer is another one. Love that game. Uh, or I mean, it looks, I don't love it cause I haven't played it, but it looks dang cool. I'd love to play it. Let me put it that way. Um, but not on console. So, uh, yeah. Hmm. I'm going to, I'm going to leave you with one final question here, Nick, and this is probably a large debate question. Is, is Xbox suffering from a lack of mascot or IP identity? So here's my story. Uh, recently, I was, you know, we're talking about Fall Guys. And I was in the pre-show and I was like, man, I really hope that Fall Guys, they have some exclusive skins for Nintendo. Man, I'd love to see a Mario skin. I'd love to see a Samus skin. I'd love to see a Link skin. Ah, oh, these will all be amazing Donkey Kong skin. And then I was like, hey, maybe Xbox will have a Halo skin and uh a... Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> a game pass? A game pass sticker? Yeah, I just a like, large so, sign then. Like, so so it's funny when I think of Xbox, I immediately think of I immediately when I think of Xbox, I immediately think of Game Pass. When I think of Nintendo, we think of Mario, right? When we think of Sony, maybe, I don't know, maybe it's crash maybe from a long long time ago for those that lived in the 90s right maybe it's yeah, last or, of us maybe it's or kratos or it's kratos um, maybe it's uh mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. forbidden west does 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 xbox struggle from an identity that they don't really own and even as you think of like yes they bought all these shops right i mean you can make the argument that like overwatch all the overwatch characters are now but like what is and i guess maybe gears of war right but i really struggle with what their ip identity mascot is and i mean there's an argument of do they need it no but like i should be able to associate these things the chat says clippy yes clippy yeah, yeah. which actually clippy is now in halo infinite just if you didn't know it's you can get a little you can get a little gun thing that charm that hangs on your gun and there you go uh which i find hilarious um so there's two ways to look at this and i uh, man i when i first started in the xbox realm again and i started a podcast i was like oh they need a mascot yeah halo doesn't work you know master chief isn't blah blah but it's interesting so what xbox needs to figure out is what they what what they want to be do they want to be the head obviously they want to be the head of all their studios but do they want to be the mouthpiece for all their studios that's the question because they have doom they have gears um they have you know they have mass which is the one that's kind of they that's the one that's theirs but right now when you think of doom and you think of of uh gears of war you don't you think of id 
You know, you're like, you don't think of Xbox studios. And that's kind of because of how they made their studios. They just said, we'll, we'll take you and we'll take you and we'll take you. Whereas Nintendo cut their teeth, right? For decades and made an IP and grew it and made another IP and grew it and made an IP and that one didn't work. So they went to another one. And, and so now they have this and they're theirs. But my, Xbox doesn't have that. So they have to figure out, do they want to be the mouthpiece for these studios? and try to make all of this theirs and they speak for all these studios or do they want to be more of like what we see with embracer which is like you know until embracer made a big move they were like who the, who the hell's embracer i don't know no because they don't want to be the mouthpiece for their studios the studios speak for themselves they in in like a sense of marketing own that mascot not not in a sense of business but in a, like they speak for those mascots they are that so I think Xbox needs to figure out which realm they want to take. Because right now they're kind of trying to be like, well, I don't know. We're a little bit of both, you know. And until they figure out which one they want to do, yeah, those mascots are going to be like, well, that's an Xbox Doom guy. But I mean, it's really it. But I mean, it's Xbox, you know. You know, I mean, I don't know, you know. So it gets confusing. And I think that right now is why they struggle with mascots. Okay. I got one more for you. I'll take them all. Rumor has it. Ooh, rumor has it who that Xbox might be dusting off a rare franchise from the late nineties that we all liked playing, bringing back Goldeneye for the Xbox coming soon. I thought you were where, talking about Conquer. No, where is where does this uh, rumor land? What are your thoughts on it? Is it going to happen? Also, could this be a collaboration with Nintendo and Nintendo also gets GoldenEye back to play online as cross uh, cross play with uh, Xbox? I will stake my flag in that it's not going to be a Nintendo collaboration unless Nintendo wants xCloud, unless Nintendo allows, not wants, unless Nintendo allows xCloud on Switch. Um, If if it changes, that's because Phil finds himself in in a corner in 22. Because when things were hot, in 21, he basically said, listen, Nintendo's a closed system. We don't really want to work on a closed system. You get all of us or you get none of us. And that's how this works. So if he changes his tune on that, it's because he finds himself in a corner and he's got to he's got to start producing some games and some good PR. Um, do I think do I think it'll happen? Yeah, I do. I think I think they're trying. I think they're trying real hard to make the licensing. I'll figure out all that businessy type stuff that, you know, better than I. And uh, once they can, they they want this. They want this out and, and in the public and to start talking about it for sure. Great. If, instead of something new on Nintendo, they just get the N64 game as part of the expansion pack. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah, it could be. Uh, Chris asks, which bond is in this golden eye? It is Bronson, not Craig. Oh, good. Cause I couldn't answer that question. I got no idea. That's okay. That's okay. Uh, listen, I have been barraging Nick with peppering him with Xbox questions. And of course he is deflecting them and bouncing them off. Like any good Xbox fan does, uh, Tim or Jesse, any questions or any more comments for Nick on uh, Xbox stuff? Nothing for me. Why haven't you watched Spirited Away yet, man? Come on. <laughs> Dude, I had a like, when, when Jesse came at me, I was like, what even is it? It's, uh, it's like an anime. Is that what it is? Yeah. Is that is is it- an anime movie? I don't know. I looked it up. I was confused. I kept going. Yeah, it's a, um, it's a, um, kind of like 
Disney picked it up for a while there where it was showing over here. They brought it over here to the U.S. for U.S. audiences and stuff uh, for a while there. And Spirited Way was one where my kids grew up on that one, along with a few um, others. And um, uh, it yeah, is. I think Disney had distribution rights to, stu- to Studio Ghibli's films for a while. Right. And uh, it it's something that uh, if you are a fan of animation, uh, not just animes, but just animation and, and things like that it is another reason why you like you would probably watch that as a parent as well as the story, um, because it was it was dubbed with English. So you could watch it with the kids and all that kind of stuff. They didn't have to read any subtitles um, when was Disney pro- was bringing them over. So um, it was. I think it was brought like the to next America. Time. There are a lot of things here that are making me realize why I haven't seen it. <laughs> I think it was like the next biggest studio Ghibli film since Princess Mononoke, which is probably yeah. what most people think of as their first one they've seen. Yep. Uh, so this is this is all in response to a game called Spirit T. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Oh, we were yeah. talking about Spirit T. Yeah. yeah. And Spirit T <laughs> said that their game is like Stardew Valley and Spirited Away. And I was like, no, no, no. I don't know what Spirited Away is, but it's like Spirit Fair and Stardew Valley. Listen, you are a video game. Reference video game, Spirit <laughs> T. That's all I gotta say. Your game looks cool. I that can't was wait. Probably to play their it. influence, I'm sure, was maybe Spirited it was. Away. Okay. And that's probably why yeah. they brought that up. But and that's why you know. You know, Jesse came at you hard for not watching it. So, <laughs> oh, no, no, like, like Homer, I just went back in the bushes, just like that. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. <laughs> yep. No, I don't. I, Good I stuff. I ask all my Xbox questions during the Game Pass news, you know, episodes. So I like it. Thanks. <laughs> hey, Tim, I wonder if you can do me a huge favor, pal. Sure. Can you uh, step in and take over for host for a second? I have to step away with something. Um, of course. I'll be back. I'll also kick you the Manscaped ad uh, in case you have to do it. Um, but uh, I'll be back in a bit. Sure thing. Thanks. Yeah. That's what we do. You know, we spin it like that, like that. So anyway, mm-hmm. so going back to the news headlines now that, you know, Nick is can take a break now from all the Xbox questions, but I'm sure we'll have he's more. gone to stop derailing us. Yes. We'll go, <laughs> we'll go back to a couple of the news items we have here, which is one Reggie explains why there hasn't been a new F zero game. So the source uh, that we got this from was my Nintendo news and Reggie was speaking to venture beat. And he said, most likely the reason why a new entry hasn't been made yet by the Kyoto based company is most likely because they haven't been able to come up with a new unique gameplay strategy for it. So in Reggie's words, why was F zero abandoned? The insight I would share is that at least during my tenure, Nintendo developers were always experimenting with different gameplay styles, always thinking about where unique experiences could be applied back, either to an existing franchise or maybe creating a new franchise. My bet is that somewhere in the Kyoto development centers, some developer is playing around with an idea that might be applied to F-Zero. It's never a situation, at least in my experience, where the company makes a conscious decision not to continue supporting XYZ franchise. Historically, it's just hasn't worked that way. Not when I was there. So basically it's, they're trying to, he's saying that he's speculating from his experiences that they're, they're trying to figure out a way for a new spin for F zero. And I think that 
Nintendo needs to start listening to their community. <laughs> what do you guys think? Because <laughs> there's a lot of ideas for people that, that people have been throwing out there for F-Zero. Well, even if it doesn't have a new gimmick, it's been so long since the last one. Its existence is the gimmick. <laughs> well, and we've all speculated, like, um, some of the, the indie developers who came out with games that were like Wipeout for uh, Sony's PlayStation, um, like Red Out, I think was one. And then I forget the title of the other one, um, but they were fast flying games that we were saying, like Nintendo, give the licensed IP, F-Zero IP to those companies. So there's one idea, work with another company, you know, like they do with Mercury Steam for Metroid, right? So... <clears throat> You think they're worried about the, you know, is this still relevant enough to our current demographic to actually make some cash? I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, I know, I know in our sphere of our Twitter, we're like F zero, F zero, but really like how many people, I mean, in my sphere of people, I thought Metroid was going to spell sell like 10 million because everybody was talking about it. Okay. I'm not going to lie. So it's like, so yeah, we hear ourselves being like, F-Zero is fantastic. We should all have it. But in the larger sphere of Nintendo's demographic, are they looking at it saying, yeah, that's not what everybody's saying. That's just what you all are saying, you know? Right. So I don't that know. is very true. Very true. But I've, it, you may have heard, so a lot of people may have heard me say this before. I joked about it before. I, I actually brought up the idea to the All In podcast guys there. Uh, when we talked about F-Zero. Um, and that was my idea was to build on what they did in Smash with Captain uh, Falcon with uh, with the um, ramen noodles, right? Where he loved the ramen, he was eating it up and all that like mm -hmm. stuff. And I said, why don't you make a game where Captain Falcon ha is, is trying to open a ramen restaurant and in doing that, he has to race and earn money to be able to open a restaurant, buy recipes, learn recipes. And so you're that's your new element. So it's like you're still racing. You're still trying to win races to win money, but you're building a restaurant and also learning how to, you know, use recipes and stuff like that. That was my spin on it. And I that's what I mean by listening to the community, not just my idea, but mm -hmm. I'm surprised they don't have listen to the community if you're having a hard time coming up with something then you've got are there companies like mercury steam came to nintendo with the metroid idea right and then nintendo was like okay we'll give it to you but first you need to do you know samus returns let's see what you do with that and they did that and then now uh, like then they came up with some samus um uh, or the, the dread game so and they've worked with other indie companies before so that's why we're like this is what makes it weird for Nintendo for me is like, why do they do like, we see them moving forward in some areas in some ways where they're like, Oh yeah, they're working with an indie company to do this Zelda spin, you know, for the, the, the dancing, the rhythm game that they came out with for there. And then all of a sudden they won't do anything with F zero with other companies. You know, it doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> <laughs> or it's sitting on a shelf done somewhere and Nintendo just decides it's not time to release it yet. Exactly. <laughs> just like the Metroid I mean, Prime Trilogy. <laughs> yeah, you know, they're Same like, what? In their back pocket. 
Don't you know, drop I mean, it at E3. Watch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I still laugh to think of how they've done this year, right? Where they're like, oh, that game needs more time. Okay, well, we'll just take this one and we'll put right? that one first. And, right? and Xbox like, is there anything available? We'll put anything there. Like, and Nintendo's got this like shelf of finished games. And they're like, how about this one? Here, I right. don't know. Whatever. Right. And yet they still well, like Princess. And yet yeah. they still decided to keep po- Pikmin 4 on the shelf too. You know, that... Lo- that- well, I, I mean, I think that's, I mean, it's, it's so funny, right? You know, to your point earlier, Xbox is buying all these studios and they can't do anything. Nintendo is keeping their studios relatively tight. Mm-hmm. source outsourcing the groups that they work with. But yeah, I mean, like, when does a group go? Yeah. You know what? Xenoblade. Yeah. We're going to move it up by about seven weeks. That's cool. Yeah. Not a problem. We've got things sitting on a, on a docket. I was actually just listening to uh kind of funny games, um podcast with jeff grubb and jeff was talking about pikmin 3 he's like i was aware of pikmin 3 months before it was announced and it was literally just sitting there done and they were just waiting for it but this is a great example of what happens when you collapse your handheld division and your port and your uh your home console division you have a lot of studios working a lot of content this is why nintendo can sequence really really well and yes we're disappointed when they're like oh my gosh breath of the wild moved to 2023 ladies and gentlemen i hate to tell you you're still going to be playing a schwack ton of games because they've got a ton of games in their chamber you're not going to be bored all right yeah we're disappointed but let me tell you there's banger after banger after banger almost every single month like these other consoles, Xbox, PlayStation, they're jealous that Nintendo has basically put all the dominoes together, but they've gotten there after years and years of work yeah. and can now pull these strings. You want to bet Pikmin 4 is done? Yeah, it's sitting on a desktop somewhere. You want to bet Mario Kart 9 is done? It's sitting on a desktop somewhere, right? Twilight Princess, Wind Waker, all those things sitting on a desk in a folder that says done on Miyamoto's like, like right beside the recycle bin on his desktop. That's where they're all sitting. That's yep. A dangerous place to be. Right. Miyamoto but lives dangerously. That is it. That is still an interesting. So is that what that... happened with Final Fantasy? VIII? That's actually what happened to Advanced Wars. He moved it to the, to the trash file accidentally. Now they've had to go back and rebuild. And they hope that you don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> But that's uh, it's interesting that Reggie's spin on this is you know that from his experiences that they sit on things because they want to be able to give it a new fresh idea before mm-hmm. you know so it may not be all the games but particularly F Zero his speculation is that they need they're waiting to put something new on it yeah so. and that you know to be honest that's what helps them out right I mean right. because they have the, like what Justin is saying they have these games that are done. So they don't have to take a Halo Infinite that's that's you know like well almost there but you know we really can't wait we've pushed this already like they have time to be like yeah yeah we got we got this so you do what you got to do here so that that's a special product and then once it's ready we'll add it to the shelf over here and when we're ready to push it out we'll push it out <laughs> right. you know yep. uh, exactly. yeah and that that helps I just had a thought you know going back to the NES era most franchises in their second game or just try something different and normally it didn't stick and then their third game went back to the roots but super mario brothers 2 was the quote-unquote more of the same which is what we're all saying we want for these other games it's things that they're not releasing so um, i wonder if that's left a sour taste in people's mouths 
back in 1986 and uh (laughs) it hasn't they haven't washed that out yet 40 years later yeah well i mean they did i don't know if you'd call it a risk but they did change things up with zelda with breath of the wild so but they they went back to the original formula i guess if you will too they looked back at the original game and said hey what, what would this look like in a 3d open world so, and that might be the spin that they're looking for, for F-Zero is what do we need to put on this, what we've been doing to make it new and people will want it and try it. And will it click? Who knows? Well, maybe not. So we all, like you said. Since there was question in the chat, I'll clarify for the audio listeners. I was referring to quote unquote lost levels when I said Super Mario Brothers 2 because I was referring to the Japanese audience at that. Yes. Super Mario Brothers 2 is literally one, it's a ROM hack of one, basically. <laughs> Interesting way to put it. All right. Uh, moving on to the next news bit, we had translating Skyward Sword's motion controls to traditional controls took a year and a half to do, according to our source, Nintendo Life. Tom Crago, CEO of Tantalus, the company behind doing the, the port, uh, spoke about the difficulties of translating the motion controls of the Wii remote to the Switch's button inputs on a recent episode of the Fragments of Silicon podcast. Um, the originals Skyward Sword on the Wii required the Wii Motion Plus to play with, and there was no option to play with just button inputs. So this meant adding a second, more accessible control scheme, uh, which was going to prove difficult. When asked if it was the hardest part of the process, Crago felt that because the motion controls were kind of the game and the unique selling point, that having it work button only joystick only was probably the biggest challenge for them. So something that something to consider for all this talk about prime, right? Cause that was uh, even though it was GameCube, So I know that, but everybody has been always asking for the trilogy. Right. And that was, that was spun to work on the Wii. And then obviously Wii U when they uh, brought it there <laughs> with the motion controls that they added to that. So um, it, it's, it doesn't seem as simple as we would think it, it some of us might think of it, it is as like, well, cause I think we brought up Skyward Sword before it was announced before, like, are they going to bring that and how difficult is it going to be for the motion controls to change? Yeah, I, did, I didn't that. think that they were going to be able to do it. Yeah. So. That, so. that has to be out as a prelude to Breath of the Wild 2 though. I mean, why? Why, if it's so hard when you when you have all these other Breath of the Wilds or all these other Zeldas, which I know, which it seems like people are wanting, like Wind Waker and stuff like Twilight Princess, they're like, let's do the one with the control team. That's really difficult. Let's choose that one to bring to this, which is like, why did you choose that one? There would seems like much lower hanging fruit to choose from. That's so a good point. It just, it just seems crazy to me. That is a very good point. Justin, what do you think? From a business point, uh, yeah, I, 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 you know, I agree with this, Nick. Right, like the, 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 uh, when we saw the Breath of the Wild two trailer falling from the sky, right, we saw the the levels in the sky, almost the sky loft. Yes, man, right there it is. There's there's, that there's the reason, right? right? And yeah. and so I think that that was 
I think that that was telling a story, right? And um, Nintendo, their strategy for the Switch has been to put out a, a Legend of Zelda game every single year. I really think that they thought that this year was going to be Breath of the Wild. So last year, Skyward Sword made a complete uh, connection to put that time and effort in. But we'll see another um, Legend of Zelda game put out this year, um, obviously uh, ahead of Breath of the Wild. Um, but I think that's why. I think there's I think there's interconnection there, and they want people to play it to understand it. Yep, for sure. Yeah, and that that's pretty straightforward. But and I think it uh, added adds for um, some validity to what we talked about in regards to the difficulty of changing a game from a motion control game to traditional button game so waiting on oracle or minish cap remakes uh hambone johnny i love your energy it ain't gonna happen it's gonna be wind waker or twilight princess <laughs> you know if we see oracle and or minish cap anytime soon it'll be on nso yeah yeah i think sure. minish cap would be part of the nso stuff or if they worked with camp capcom to come out with a a package where you got Minish Cap and the seasons games. Those were all, you know, Game Boy, Game Boy Advance yep. games. So there, you know, if, if Nintendo worked with Capcom to do some sort of package there, maybe that's a possibility as well. I've got to go back to Skyward Sword. It's been about a year since I played it last. It was for my birthday stream last year. So I got to go back <laughs> and play some of that some more. Wow. I can't say anything. I'm still trying to finish Breath of the Wild. So am I. So am I. These are <laughs> these are things I need to do before the next uh, Breath of the Wild. I've done it. I've done it. I'm off of the train. I can say <laughs> I've done. I've finished it. It's all good. Yep. Nice. All right. Well, that's the news. And now for our sponsored ad break. Hey, folks, big thanks to Manscaped for their continued support of Nintendo Dads. We are huge fans of Manscaped and we absolutely love their product. Now, gentlemen, well, ladies and gentlemen, I guess I could say summer is coming. The sun is shining. Shirts are off and your balls are smooth. You heard that right. Your friends at Manscaped are here to make sure your beach balls are smooth as Florentine sand. In summer, you want to kill some cold beers and barbecues? Not kill the vibe with pubes. Peek it out of your swim trunks. That's why Manscaped has their performance package 4.0. That's right, 4.0 to keep the party in your pants looking crisp and refreshing all summer long. Dive headfirst into summer by joining the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get ready for hot guy summer by going to manscape.com for 20% off and free shipping when you use the code nindads n-i-n-d-a-d-s that's 20% off and free shipping now i'm going to take a quick sidestep here and a plug i saw the copy that we're doing for june because manscape is continuing our support in june as well and it reminded me gentlemen father's day is coming father's day is coming do you got brothers you got dads you got father-in-laws maybe maybe you just need to treat yourself good right? Manscaped would make an incredible, incredible gift for them, right? Maybe you're like, I'm not, listen, I'm not giving my, uh, my old man some ball trimmers. That's just gross, right? I ain't doing that. You don't got to, right? Because they got some incredible other lotions as well, right? They have got a shampoo two in one. They've got a body wash. They've got deodorant chip, uh, lip chap. They've got all kinds of, of products for you to use. So, uh, you've also got nose hair. Listen, that's a subtle way to tell dad, trim that nose hair, trim that, uh, ear hair. They've got the, uh, they've got the little, uh, zzz, 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 weed whacker four point, uh, the weed whacker to do that. So man, I would highly recommend it. And again, Again, head over to manscaped.com, use the code NINDADS, N-I-N-D-A-D-S, 
for 20% off and free shipping. Big thanks to Manscaped for their continued support of Nintendo Dads and our Nintendo Dads community, keeping us hairless, fresh, and clean. Back to you, Tim. I always love hearing your ad reads. They're so fun. By the way, how's how's your um, your career in the voiceover field going? How's that? Going? Oh, yeah, it's a it's a, a sidestep and a half, isn't it? <laughs> I was afraid uh, what he was going to ask about there for a second. Right, I was like, where is this going? <laughs> yeah, I uh, guess for those of you, I guess yeah, for those of you who don't know, I've been uh, aspiring voice actor. I guess is what I would say. Uh, and I took last year in 2021, I took a real hard stance at trying to trying to do it. Got in with a company, been doing a lot of auditions, uh, and actually last week I secured a commercial. Uh, so I did a got in to do some recording and a commercial uh, that's we broadcasted in Canada. Actually, it's specifically actually it's going to be on the East Coast, and it's, I think it's more of a web commercial than it is on television. But it was a really cool experience um, and a lot of fun. And uh, being on a podcast like this helps me kind of tune up that voice and tune up the the experience to do it. So thank you for asking. It's, it was a really, uh, really cool journey the last couple of days. Uh, to awesome. Do it. So, yeah. So you got everybody, you know, knocking at your door, asking for more voiceover work yet? No, not yet. It's all commercial <laughs> stuff right now, but if, Hey, listen, if you're listening to this right now and you need some voiceover an intro for your stuff, or, or maybe you're working for a company who's looking for voice actors to do e-learning modules or whatever else you do, uh, DM me, hit me up in the DMS. <laughs> I am happy to, to do anything. For anime dubs. That does not sound. I'll do anime dubs. Sure, why not? Justin will do anything for money. Okay. All right. This is getting uncomfortable. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let's let's move into the let's move into let's discuss. All right, here we go. We get to talk about the Nintendo Dads Video Game Hall of Fame 2022 inductees. Finally, uh, we took a little bit of a short break there. You know, somebody around here got COVID uh, and, you know, things got slowed down and thrown off. All of us. <laughs> Just things were thrown into a loop. So this was supposed to be done a few weeks ago, but uh, it is what it is. But we finally got it all down. We finally got some some people to give us their uh their votes <laughs> nick <laughs> excuse me and so uh no i'm kidding <laughs> if sean was here too i'd tease him too so but no there was a there was a few people that i didn't get them like you know i won't name any names justin <laughs> excuse me sorry uh I, i'm still getting over covid so oh, i'm the worst i'm the worst for all these kind of things <laughs> like i am i do not respond I feel so bad. I was like, every time I see it, I'd be like, yeah, what game do I want? I got to really think about this. And then I'd close it and then I'd forget about it. And then I'd see it again. And I'd be like, oh, crap. And well, thankfully, we got it done and we were able to get mm-hmm. it down to the list. Um, and I didn't have to hunt down anybody else to get it. So starting with our and every, everybody, all of our show hosts gave their titles. So everybody who gave a title it automatically goes into the uh, Hall of Fame. There's no questions asked whether it falls under the, what we had for the community rules, I guess, if you will, it's just more or less what game should go in there. And everybody kind of, well, we did have the rules, but still here's what we got. I put in Sim city for the super Nintendo. I'm surprised so, you didn't put that in earlier. <laughs> previous. Well, it, you know, we've only done this for a few years. So uh, there were other games that beat that out. So for me, at least, so 
but uh, there's still a ton of other games. It's like, oh, I got to fight for that position to get in there. But and in other cases, it gets put in. So by somebody else, Justin, you put in DuckTales for the NES. So that's a good one as well. Um, anything behind that pick for you? Um, you would ask me a couple times for a game and I <laughs> didn't, didn't do it effectively. And I thought I need to respond quickly. And I thought, what game would do what I like playing as a child? And I thought DuckTales. All right, cool. So that is, that was my very scientific process. <laughs> that works. But, but here's, but here's actually, so there was also a reason why, like, why was DuckTales in my mind? Cause I saw that uh, indie showcase recently for Gunbrella. And I was like, oh, that totally oh, reminds yes. me of DuckTales. Oh, man, I want to play DuckTales. And then I was like, what other games remind me of DuckTales? Shovel Knight with the Pogo. And then I was like, man, DuckTales is actually really kind of an important game in regards to this, like, this design and this aesthetic. And it really has kind of captured me. So there was, like, a little bit more thought than just <laughs> stop nagging me, Tim. DuckTales. All right, DuckTales. <laughs> Take it, DuckTales. All right. <clears throat> Marty picked Mortal Kombat for the Super Nintendo. So I'm surprised too because he was he's he played the Genesis as well. I'm surprised he didn't say Genesis, or maybe he just forgot that he, he could pick any system. <laughs> it didn't have to be a Nintendo <laughs> system. True. Who knows? But he picked Mortal Kombat for the Super Nintendo. Um, Jesse, you picked uh, Final Fantasy VI, which I'm also surprised that wasn't picked sooner. And that was for the SNES because that is one of your top games. Yeah, in previous years I think I, I went for more legacy games that had an impact and this year i'm like yeah i think it's time to bring it up to an snes game okay with my favorite game of all time there you go dan is it is it because of the opera scene exactly that that is the (laughs) that is like the one scene if in all of games that i would point at the one song in of any ost i would point at i'm gonna look at the camera look at me right here Get, get, get the ones. All right. Listen, folks, those of you that don't think I don't actually care about Jesse and pay attention to him. <laughs> we have been working together for almost eight years. And I could tell you right there. And then that was why, because of the opera scene. All right. So all you haters out there saying, Justin's so mean to Jesse. He doesn't care. I do care. I listen. I just show my care in a different way. Justin, you must get all kinds of feedback that we don't see that you, you shield us from. You should you see know? all the DMS I get from our mess from our, our community. They're wow. concerned. They're they're all concerned about your mental health and welfare. <laughs> and, you know, and I'm playing the Pixel Remaster games in order, so I'll be playing six last. And when they they get to the Opera House scene in the Pixel Remaster, they go HD2D on that stuff, and it looks amazing. Nice. nice. That sounds awesome. It'd be nice if I could see that on the Switch. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. All right, Dan from RetroLogic, he put in Star Fox 64. So that's pretty cool for the N64. John, uh, Datfast John, uh, also from RetroLogic, he put in Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask for the N64 slash 3DS. Sam from also RetroLogic, third strongest mole, as we know. For everybody who wanted it, he put in Plock. Good job, Sam. For Super Nintendo. Come on, this is Sam. Sam really bending to peer pressure. You know, he he was the one who fought it for it last year All before right. he was on the before he was a, a co-host. So, um, but yeah, and, and they gave good reason for it too. So, um, I think Andros wrote out the probably one of the longer um, 
an essay on why Plock should be in the in our Hall of Fame <laughs> in our Discord. So um John Zablonks John put in Burger Time, the arcade nice. game. Mm-hmm. So he, I think he was probably one of the few who thought of that it didn't have to be a Nintendo <laughs> system. So well, uh, I think the, the first year, I think I said a uh, arcade game as well. Yes, you, uh, you well, did. At least it was a, a few Nintendo different soft, ones. It was Nintendo developed software, but yeah, this is completely non-Nintendo, which is fine. Yeah. Um, and we'll, uh, there is another one on the list too. We'll talk about it in just a minute. Uh, Drew put in Gauntlet for the NES, and uh, which we we if you all know Drew, he's a huge Gauntlet fan. So Red Warrior shot the food. <laughs> I would have picked Gauntlet for the arcade, but again, I think. I think people were uh, for forgetting that it didn't have to be Nintendo. Nick, you picked Super Mario Galaxy for the for the Wii. Yes, I did. Yes, Good I did. Pick. It it was it was my favorite. It was the Mario that I've had the most fun with that wasn't already picked. I mean, if you know, Super Mario Brothers three is probably like peak Mario for me. Um, just nostalgia and fun, and and it still holds up. But uh, but yeah, yeah. Super Mario Galaxy. Good pick. Good pick. I have not actually played that one. So That's good. Did you play two? <laughs> I did not play one or two. Oh, you gotta play one of them. You should play one. I, I have them. I just never played them. <laughs> well, save the princess first, okay? Yeah, yeah. And then well, <laughs> yeah, save, I gotta work on save, Zelda first. Yeah, save Zelda first, and then you can save Peach. Okay. There we go. Oh, it's not uh, Peach. Sean, he did pick a different system as well. Uh PS1 Resident Evil. And he picked that because of the, you know, it's genre defining. So for sure, that was a good one. And then the com- community voted. Uh, they voted, and I was actually surprised because this is a newer game. They picked, out of all the games, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild for the Wii U slash Switch. So, and then here I'm forgetting that it was released on the Wii U. When- <laughs> right. So a five-year-old game. I actually have a Wii, the Wii U version of it. I do too. Because it was Sam. Sam didn't have a Switch yet and he wanted to play it. So he was playing Ah, that game on the, on the Wii U um, when that came out while I was playing it on the Switch very briefly, (laughs) as we all know, because I'm still playing it. So, but that is our inductees to the Nintendo dad's video game hall of fame, 2022. Um, and I hope to one of these days take the time to put all of our inductees from the multiple years on our website. I just haven't gotten to that point yet because I want to make it look cool. So, <laughs> all right, that's our inductees. Now we move on to the next thing, next topic. Let's discuss topic. And that is, Justin, you appeared on the Nintendo Drive and had uh, some predictions for the not E3 coming up which is basically the rules were uh whatever shows up in the next nintendo direct would could be considered the e3 nintendo direct and basically you had predictions that were scored and the way they score it is the lower score of one means that it's most likely going to happen mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or if they gave you a 10 means it's the least likely to happen and i even heard that somebody said that they got 11 somehow out of that scale. 
I did. I gave uh, Cato, uh, console Cato, uh, an 11 out of uh, 10 on one of her predictions because it was definitely not going to happen. Right. Uh, so I wanted to make sure she was fully aware that it was a heck no. That's funny. All right. So what I did was, is I actually took your predictions because you graciously gave them to me. Yes. You made um, me about that. Yes, I see. Yes, I did. I said, give them up, Justin, give them up. And I asked the community what they thought thumbs up or thumbs down and even gave them the rules for the scoring if they wanted to add that, but, or maybe even, maybe, I don't know, you know, uh, on each of your predictions. So here we go. I'm going to go over uh, what they picked. I think I voted no on all of them except for one. <laughs> <laughs> so again, I'm going to, I'm going to go over the thumbs up, thumbs down. And if there's a score, I'll bring up the score. Sure. So, yeah. All right. So your first one that you gave me was number one, Donkey Kong game coming out mm-hmm. October release. Yeah. So your prediction was that they will announce a Donkey Kong game and it will be out in October. Uh, now, yeah. The community says three thumbs up and 12 thumbs down. Community is f- dumb. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know what was coming out there. For they a second. don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> and I gave you a score of three. All right. So I think, I think Justin's contractually obligated, though, to say that a Donkey Kong is coming out. Yes. I think it's a thing. I think this was also my bet last year. Also. <laughs> it was. Yes. I think it was in your predictions, too, for this year. So, uh-huh. mm-hmm. all right. Number two, you said Game Boy and GBA games coming to NSO. This would be announced again at, at their not E3 Direct. Yeah. We have nine thumbs up and four thumbs down. And I gave you a one score. Yeah, I think a lot of people are thinking this is going to happen. It, now, I not a one score. I gave you a three score. Sorry, I gave you a three. It's okay. Uh, because slightly, because usually their NSO stuff comes out at a later direct, not an E3 direct. Yeah, so that's like why September, I'm like, October. yeah, I'm a little hesitant on there, but because of them trying to build NSO more now, it could change. So that's why I'm, I gave it th- that three points. But the community agrees with you as well. So essentially number three, Star Fox game announced open world Star Fox, by the way. And so it means it's off the rails. One person gave you a thumbs up, Justin, 13 people said, no way that thumbs down did not agree with you. And I gave you six points for that. Tim, that was just your starter. The one person yeah, was just I was your saying, starter. It, one on top of the starter or was it no no it's just no that's just your starter thumbs up tip so so nobody <laughs> oh nobody nobody <laughs> voted for justin <laughs> he's like ah oh, my community my community is not backing me up yeah that's right that is my starter. <laughs> good point <laughs> all right so yeah zero i forgot i gotta take one away maybe here on these points but anyways uh so zero thumbs up and 12 thumbs down um so yeah and I gave him six points. So meaning that more than likely they're not going to announce it. He'd get points for it if they do. Number four, and this was something that I had mentioned a long time ago when Tunic came out. His prediction was Tunic's coming to the Switch and would be announced at this E3. So we have 10 people who agree with you, Justin, with thumbs up and three people with a thumbs down. So I think that was the one that I said yes. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. And I gave you um, 
I actually gave you six points for that one. Oh, because I know why. Although um, I, I know this, I think this is coming to the switch. I gave you six points because I don't think it'll be at the E3 direct. I think it'll be at a later In showcase. World. Yeah. Uh, number five, Nintendogs returns. So you got three thumbs up and six thumbs down. So yeah, the community says no on that. And I gave you 10 points for this one because wow. um, I want it to come true. So I wanted you to get the points <laughs> because I predicted this for this year that Nintendogs would be coming back this year. So uh, and also four people said mm, maybe they're shrugging. They don't know. So uh, six, your number six prediction. New 3D Mario based on Bowser's Fury gameplay announced as a holiday 2022 game. You got four people with a thumbs up, nine people with a thumbs down. And you actually got two scores on this one. I gave you five points, middle of the road there. And Hambone gave you two points. So Hambone knows what's going on. He's smart. Yeah. So no points there. Maybe for me, but... um, Number seven pick, Pikmin 4 is announced. And this has split the community. 6-6. Six, six. Thumbs up, thumbs down with one person, not sure. And I gave you three points. Two people gave you three points on this one, actually. And then the last one, and I think you predicted this before, AC Valhalla coming to the Switch via cloud. And you got three thumbs up and ten thumbs down. Yeah, yeah, this is a pipe dream for this guy. Uh, but, uh, yeah, you know, there's one other one. So yeah, I appreciate all that. There's one other, I didn't add on here. I totally forgot to, and Tim, this is for you specifically. So you get to live react. Okay. I think we are not going to see anything about Metroid prime four. I think Nintendo is going to come out. They're going to say a couple of years ago, we told you that Metroid prime four was in development at this point. It is still in development. We have nothing new to show you. Yeah. However, please watch the following. And the following will be a trailer for Metroid Prime 1 Remastered. Coming out this year, and it is only Prime 1. It is not 2 or 3. This is not the collection. It's just one game. Now you get, and I I heard you make that prediction actually on on the uh, Nintendo Drive, and I tried to make in the comment in the chat that um, that they did this last year at E3 with, and that's when they announced Metroid Dread. They mentioned Prime isn't ready, Prime Four isn't ready yet. However, watch this, and then that's when they announced Metroid Dread. So. Will they do that two years in a row? That'd yes, be pretty yes, cool. Yes, they will. Yes, they will. That'd be pretty cool. I, I because think- if they don't announce it there, they don't address it there. The, the amount of questions and comments you're going to get afterwards is ridiculous. They have to announce it. They have to comment on it there. Yeah, yeah and I think it's going to be one. also similar to we told you that Breath of the Wild would be available this year. Unfortunately, <laughs> Breath of the Wild two will be a 2023 game. In the meantime, let me show you this. What do you? Why do you think it's only going to be one? I, I mean, I have no, I'm just wondering what, what your thought process is. Uh, my thought process is they're going to like, because 
three to redevelop or remaster all three is a lot of effort and a lot of work. So I think they're going to, they're going to like drip feed up because they have some momentum. They're going to get out Metroid one, maybe Metroid two, Metroid three, but I think that they're definitely going to just, and I think also that's the one that's the furthest away that probably needs the most work in regards to development cycle time. Um, So I think, and also that way they can really, really milk us for every single dollar uh, because we'll buy all three separately leading up to Metroid prime four. And let me just remind the community that I said that would happen many, many months ago, long before everybody else said that this would happen. I said, because it was brought up actually by an ex director for retro, I think it was, uh, or an ex employee or somebody who used to work there that he didn't think that, trilogy would come to the switch because of how much development effort that would need to be done. And you guys were all like, Oh, what do you think, Tim? And I was like, well, that's because they're working on just redoing prime (laughs) just one game. So um, just a reminder, just a friendly reminder that, you know, is that in the Nintendo dad's history books? Did you mark that down somewhere? It is. I actually clipped it and everything (laughs) and posted it on Twitter and everything because Everybody started coming out with, oh, they're working on Prime. And I said, I beat you all to this. You were like, this this tweet is going to age well. (laughs) (laughs) I looked at when Prime 4 was initially hinted with that one splash screen. And that was almost five years ago. Yep. Yep. E3 2017. E3 2017. 2017? Yes, it was that E3 of 2017. That was the first E3 of the Switch? Yes. Yep. Holy. That was crazy. So, Justin, I give you for that um, eight points. I also realized I that I just saw Jesse go and grab a pen and paper because I swore. Sorry, Jesse. <laughs> <Yep. laughs> so. uh, people who are on Twitch and getting this live, you're welcome for all that. <laughs> all right. That's the end of, you know, Checking on the community, whether they agree with Justin's uh, predictions or not for not E3, Nintendo's Direct. Let's move on to the events. All right. Real quick reminder. If you're here tonight, tomorrow night is the dinner table. If you're listening, the day we drop this podcast, it is tonight. Every third Friday, we do the dinner table. We get everybody together to talk whatever we want to talk about in the community. So I know a lot of people are hungry to talk about the new Doctor Strange movie. So we're going to talk about that in the after dinner cocktail party. Um, So in case anybody needs to drop off and not get spoiled on the Doctor Strange movie, they can. Um, But for the main dish, we'll be talking about not E3 there as well. So we'll talk about what do we expect? What do we want? What are we hoping for? Do we have any predictions as well as a community? So we'll be talking about that kind of stuff and then whatever else anybody else wants to talk about. Cause we just talk about things freely there. It's just a free for all. <laughs> we have a lot of fun there. So again, dinner table is every third Friday of the month. You can join in if you're a Patreon or a Twitch subscriber. Again, like Justin said at the top of the show, if, don't forget about your Amazon prime because you can use that to, it's a freebie and you can use that. Give it to us, and then you can get into our Discord and come join us on our on our monthly dinner table, where you can join in the conversation and talk about everything from video games, movies, shows, 
card games, board games, dad life, parent life, whatever. We, we talk about all kinds of stuff and it's very therapeutic, if you will. So next up, we're, we got Nintendo of Europe game trial coming up. Uh, our source is from my Nintendo news. Nintendo of Europe has announced that the next game trial for Nintendo switch online subscribers is Splunky two, which is pretty cool. I think, cause I didn't buy it yet. And I've heard a lot of good things about it. I didn't buy it because I think it's a roguelite game. It's a great game. So I think it would be cool if it came over here, but maybe I'll just have to use my Europe account to try that out. So, but anyways, you can play the game with your Nintendo switch online membership. Do you starting have from on your Europe account? I just read that and realized I don't have NSO over there. So well, if you have a family <laughs> plan, you can add it. All right. So, uh, that's wait, true. what? Okay. So if I have a family plan, I can add my Europe yeah. account to it. Okay. Yeah. I have a family plan. I have all four of my regions on my family plan. Nice. In addition to nice. my kids. Jesse's international. <laughs> She's, he's like, I have a son over here. and a, this, That's a really <laughs> smart idea, Jesse. That's that is that. awesome. I didn't know that. That's I, really I got to really see if I have any slots open now for that. So Also, Justin needs a moment. I, re- I realized that when I tried doing, I think, Pac-Man 99 in Japan first, and I couldn't get on because it, it didn't have an SO. I'm like, well, I can fix that. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. (laughs) All right. You broke Justin. If you want to be one step ahead, you can download the game now. So that is ready to play the 25th of May. As with all game trials, once the play period is up, you can usually purchase the game at a special price. So have we noticed if any of the things that happen in other regions make its way over to our region at all? No. In terms of the... Like if they do Splunky 2 now in Europe, does it end up I don't think I've ever seen a game trial. Okay. In multiple regions, not at the There's same always, time, but maybe at some point later on. Not even, even different times. Not I don't even. think I've ever seen okay. it duplicated. All right, I could be well, wrong, but it, it's not none that I remember. So all of our uh, across the pond friends over there, you got something to check out. And if you have multiple accounts like Jesse, there's another way to check out a game too. So. <laughs> Lunky Two is great, by the way. Yes. All right, that's yeah, our if events. I remember, if, if I remember right, Dad's After Dark said. I wish I didn't play Splunky One before playing Splunky Two. I should have just. Uh, yeah, I heard Splunky Two. And Splunky Two is basically just remaking one. <laughs> yeah, so. it's the first game, but better. Yes. Well, that's it for events. Jesse's Pokemon. It's next. Pika, 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 you. I hate you all. So, Pokemon Home has been updated to two point oh. Uh, see here. I didn't write this in, so I see. It adds support for Legends Arceus and Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. By linking the games, you'll also net yourself some gift Pokemon. Linking Legends Arceus gets you Rowlet, Cyndaquil, and Oshawott with full effort values, while in Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl offers Piplup, Chimchar, and Turtwig with hidden abilities. Amazon Prime Gaming teams up with Niantic to to give Prime sus- subscribers free in-game items to Pokemon Go trainers every two weeks. Go to gaming.amazon.com slash loot slash Pokemon Go to, to, to get a code. Android users are, are able to enter the code directly in, into the game. iOS users will have to go into the Niantic website. The page gives you the link. You don't have to find it in order to use the code. And I think that'll go into through July. Other Pokemon Go news. 
trainers are now able to gift event tickets to friends who are great friends, which is the second rank out of four. So that includes like the community day uh, ticket that's going on that's going on this weekend. And I think that also would include the GoFest that's happening in a few weeks. Let's see. Pokemon Go Fest 2022 t-shirts went up for pre-order, and all sizes larger than large were sold out in less than 24 hours. I was not happy about that, because why, you know, if you're to do a pre-order, just get as many pre-orders as you can, then they make that many shirts, but I guess not. But earlier today, they apparently restocked, and all the shirts were available except the one size I wanted. So I did eventually order the size smaller, and I'll just live with it. <clears throat> Niantic announced a few hours ago that they are going to make changes to in, that they want to encourage people to go to do their rating locally instead of remote. They will add new social features into the game to make it easier for trainers to communicate with each other, discover new communities, and enjoy local raid battles. I have no idea what that means. I guess we'll find out when they roll it out. <clears throat> trainers taking part in Local raid will get bonus Mega Energy and Rare Candy XL. Starting next week, the weekly one coin event box will no longer con contain a remote raid pass, and they increase the price of three remote raid passes from 250 coins to 300 coins. For a limited time, you can buy two remote raid passes and a premium battle pass for 250. So when I saw this announcement on Twitter, my reply was in before the 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 riot starts because people aren't going to be happy people liked the remote raid passes abilities and they've been res resistant on every effort to of the attic to reel that back yeah why can't they just keep both why can't they just do both you know have remote raids and and then have social raids i don't know we can't have nice things apparently <laughs> so, and then finally, you know, May Community Today is this weekend featuring a lowland geodude on May 21st from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. local time. If you evolve an lowland graveler into an lowland golem before 4 o'clock, uh, it will know the fast attack rollout. And that's our Jesse's Poke Minute. On to what we've been playing. <laughs> And Nick, like we do every time we have a special guest, our special guests get to go first. Well, thank you so much. I have been playing uh, all kinds of things, dabbling here and there. I uh, started playing Splatoon 2 with my son, but doing the single player campaign. I don't know why I didn't do this a long time ago, because I'm not really into the online stuff all that much. Um, but the uh, but we've been having a lot of fun in the single player campaign. So playing a little bit, playing a little bit of that. Uh, just kind of back and forth. It's not it's not like two players. It just kind of he'll do one level. I'll do the next. So you're doing uh, the 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 octo the the what's that I called? Don't, the I don't I don't. So. No, okay. no, I don't think we've got there yet. I mean, I okay. want to. We will. Um, I'm pretty sure I have to download that. Right. Like, I mean, I have to I'd have to go online. I'd have to go on to the eShop and download the new one. Yeah. And it's yeah. free now. Right. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. For, if you're it's I got free, NSO. It, it's free with expansion pack. Yeah, yeah. With the expansion. Yeah. So you go there to the eShop and there'll be, you know, the download if you're part of the expansion pack. So 
Yeah, so we'll be doing that too. But right now, I think we're just going through the main, the, the main one, the campaign. Yeah, the main one, exactly. Okay, that thing. Um, I'm playing, I'm playing Box Boy and Box Girl, which is funny. <laughs> I was uh, needed something to play with my mom, and I was like, we were going through the thing, uh, going through the eShop, and I was like, how about this? And she was like, sure. And so we're playing that. That's a really fun puzzler game if you like this kind of environmental puzzlers. A lot of fun couch co-op-y type stuff there. Um, enjoying in, enjoying that immensely. Um, and then I'm also playing uh, just finished Bug Snacks. Um, one of you on here said it was a fantastic game to play with your kids. I don't remember which one of y'all said that, but y- you did not make it to the end of Bug Snacks, apparently. Because... <laughs> no, 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 I didn't. No, I didn't. No. <laughs> In post, maybe we can talk about how dark Buck Snacks gets at the very end. We're about halfway through and my kids are having fun. Now I've also got a 14-year-old who's playing it with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there may be an age difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So if you're if you're old, like 14 is probably good. Like, yeah, yeah. But uh, the end of that story goes south. So I'm going to say. Um, but it's a really good game. I had a ton of fun with it. It's quirky. Kind of the now. voiceover, yeah, the voiceover is great. Oh, voiceover um, works amazing. Yeah, yeah, I absolutely, I absolutely love it. Um, or I love it. I was, I had a good time with it. Uh, playing Iuden Chronicles Rising, uh, action RPG. I just dropped on Game Pass last week. A uh, little fetch questy for me. This is coming from an Animal Crossing guy. I know it seems weird, but uh, man, I'm like, I'm, I'm on so many side quests. They call them here. Here, have you ever had this happen before? They call them side quests. Yet I have to do the side quest so that I can do the main quest. So, is it really a side quest at that point? Like the side quest is to open up the shop, but for me to move forward the main quest, I have to have that shop. So it's like, well, it's not really a side quest. Yeah, it's yeah. like a quest that needs to be done. It's kind right, of funny, right. but uh, I, I really like the uh, the combat. It's 2D. You have this really cool thing where people in your party, their attack becomes one of your buttons. So like Y, X, A. And so you just push that button and they like you immediately swap that person and they come in and do their attack. And then you can press in multiple chains to link tacks together. It's a it's a fun combat style and uh keeps it keeps it fresh um so i am enjoying that um and apparently that also was out on switch and that was that released last week or earlier this earlier this week last week yeah last week last week it released so it's the precursor to iudin chronicles 100 years or something like that which is coming out next year and that's going to be a that's going to be a much larger turn-based uh rpg uh, this one's only about 10 hours. So if you're interested in it, uh, it, it, it's not supposed to take too long to get through. So. Yeah, you, you know, it's only $15 so on Switch. So I, I might look into this one. Yeah. I, that, I, you you I, said I, this one's on Game Pass? Yes, it is on Game Pass. Yep. I'll have to look into that one. Yeah. Um, I mean, you're an RPG fan. So the, the, the beginning of an RPG always, like, I have to just know what I'm getting into and get through it. There's, like, two hours of... A lot of dialogue blocks, but that is not abnormal for the genre. I get it, but it's like, oh, for me, it's a battle system, whether I can live with it or not. Yeah. Yeah. And long stories, you know, Persona 4, Mm -hmm. you play two hours of Persona 4, you might have one battle, you know, at the start of the game. It's a bit, it's a bit much. I'm not going to lie. So, but, but once you get through those first two hours, I will say like it opens up and you're not, you're not in those long dialogue blocks anymore. Well, that's, that's the fifth of the game already. 
That, that's true. Yeah, fair enough. Good point. Um, but uh, the last game I'll mention is Flat Squares. Uh, this is a Switch game that, I, that I've that i been playing. It's couch co-op up to four players. The reason I bring this game up, it's, it's pretty simple. You're these little squares. You can move around, jump around and uh there you just have to you just have to last through the board basically you got one screen there might be lasers there might be like blocks moving back and forth the reason i mention this game is uh for dads who have kids that kind of get frustrated when they're like i can't beat this or whatever only one of you have to make it through the screen so it's really good when it's like hey the four of you can play maybe your kiddo goes out right away that's okay. If dad makes it, y'all move on. We can all high five and say, look what we did, you know? And so uh, flat squares. Flat squares. Flat squares. Yeah. Okay. I'm pretty okay. sure. Did I say it wrong? I don't know. I'm not seeing it in the eShop. Okay. I'll, I'll look. I thought that was it. I played it on a friend's switch. So I, I want to make sure I get it right. But anyways, that's the last game and I'll, uh, it's square something. So I'll look it up. Real quick, but that is that is what I've been playing. I've been having a lot of uh, a lot of fun with those games. So, and all your kids are playing that with you. Uh, actually, I played that with uh, or just your friends. Yeah, with a couple of friends. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. All right, excellent, Justin. What you been up to? So I have not been playing a ton of games, kind of as soon as we go through weeks where we don't, right? Uh, but I will say I have been playing a game called Soundfall. Uh, this was part of the indie showcase last uh, last week. And this is described, and this is actually on the Nintendo eShop uh, page. Soundfall is a fast-paced, music-based dungeon crawler that combines looter-shooter action with rhythm-based gameplay to create a world uh, of music unlike any other. If the world, if the words music-based, dungeon crawler, looter shooter, and rhythm are all a little bit too much for you, you ain't gonna like this. But I'm gonna tell you this right now. This game is a lot of fun. This game is a ton of fun. Um, and yeah, I, the, I saw this in the indie world, and that, that was like one of the biggest with helps. Yeah, I, I kind of thought that originally. I was like, well, you know what? Maybe I'm going to give it a shot. And I am, I am not a rhythm-based person, a game person. But this game, I have absolutely adored. Uh, there is a looter-shooter conne- connection of it. There is, uh, It's actually got four-player local and online availability. There is tons of customization to your weapons. Um, the music and the options that you have are a ton of fun. Uh, the level designs are really cool. It's a really fun game. And unfortunately, I think that there is so much in the in the PR word salad at the beginning of it that you're like, oh, I'm not into looter shooters. Oh, I'm not into dungeon crawlers. Oh, I'm not into rhythm based that you kind of piece yourself out of it. I'm not into I mean, I mean, diagram would require someone to like all of those. Well, that's the thing is I'm like, I don't I don't I do not like rhythm games like Cadence of Hyrule. I love the idea of it. And I was horrible at that game and frustrated me. So I was like, this is what's going to happen in this game. And that's not what happened at all. Um, I, this Do not sleep on this. I think you should really try And if you're questioning it, go over to our YouTube channel. I have got a video up there. You can take a look at it there. Uh, a couple other quick things I've been playing. Uh, Fortnite got level 100, so I got my Doctor Strange skin, so I'm happy there. The other part of it, Apex Legends Mobile hit 
on Tuesday. So you can now play Apex Legends Mobile on your iPhone or Android device. And I have been using my backbone controller for it. Um, and it works perfectly. Other than the well, I shouldn't say perfectly. I'll say that it, when you're playing the game, it works really well. But when you're in the menu screens and some of the things you still have to touch, but once you're in the game and it's a ton of fun, uh, I've gotten of the four games I've played, I've we've become Apex champions all four times. That doesn't seem right. I'm pretty sure the lobbies are full of bots right now uh, because there's no way I'm that good uh, at it on the mobile. But it is a ton of fun. If you are, again, an Apex Legends fan, check it out. Um, and I think you should you should try it. So those are the games that I have been playing. Um, oh, and I've been playing a little bit of a Nintendo Switch Sports with the kiddo. And we like that. We like bowling. Um, That's fun, right? Question on the Apex Legends mobile. Yep. Is that just, is that cross-platform? Or is it just mobile? You're playing just on mobile. mobile people. Just okay. mobile. Or even so, mobile So that could also be why I'm doing okay right now. Okay. Uh, no, yeah. there's no mobile in Switch. It's just mobile. Okay. Yeah, Plus you're you got probably playing bots then since it's basically a new role, new character. Yeah. Yeah. So right now I'm feeling really good there. And you're like, oh man, I'm doing great. And I'm getting all these like, oh, because you did so great. You finished all these objectives and ding, ding, ding. Look at all the things you're getting. You're like, ah, ah, ah. and all I'm like, dopamine. there is no way. There's right. No way. They want you to, um, there's the buy-in, right? <laughs> but I will say, I, I like, I mean, this is, I mean, this may sound crazy, but it, it plays almost better than the switch version. Hmm. And graphically kind of looks a how, little bit better. How dare you, sir? How dare you say those things? No. <laughs> yeah, I'm a monster. I'm an absolute monster. Uh, the other game I, I actually, sorry, do want to mention, I'm sorry, I apologize. My brain's going out of the place. Arise, a simple story, definitive edition. I put it on our YouTube right. channel. Take a look at it. Nick, you asked me about this game. Yeah, and I want to know about the co-op. I didn't play the co-op, so I, I'm no good to you. I'm dead to you. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> this is this is such an art game and is such a beautiful game from the 30 minutes I played of it. Just the level design, how they've laid out the it is. This is a you're sitting on the couch, just want something chill. Maybe before you go to bed, something super chill. You want something that has a story. It's about five hours long. This is a pretty cool game um, and you can use time. Um, so you basically roll time forwards or backwards to move things. Um, so whether you roll it forward and the, if the sun is out, the snow melts. And so the snow melts, the water rises. And if you, you know, so it's a very cool, cool game to check out. Um, yeah, it's, I, I like these kind of artsy sometimes kind of just like not, it's, you know, it's not a shooter, <laughs> not trying to kill anything, but it's rather the journey and the story that's being told. And it's, it's really beautiful. There's some, there's some challenges when it loads. I think I'm like, did the game just freeze? Um, I'm hoping that there may be a patch to smooth that out. But other than that, it's absolutely, um, absolutely cool. Cool to, to play. That's uh that's how I felt about the, uh, was it the far, far, far tides? changing, far rising, far changing tides, changing. changing yeah, I know tides, what you're yeah. Uh, I, th I think if you're into that, Tim, you might be into this. Check out a rise. Okay. Yeah. I was eyeballing it when it, when it came out and yeah, but I, I, I got things I got to finish. <laughs> and you play it and then tell me if it has uh, as vague of a story as far changing tides. <laughs> no, no. That's all I thought. You know. Also, by the but way, you like changing tides. Rose. I thought. 
I thought you liked changing tides. I, I did. I did because Not it loan sales, but for changing tides. Well, you got to play them both. It yes. wraps. Yes. The one wraps everything in a nice tidy bow and you figure it out and it's great. And so, but you got to play them both, man. You just do. Uh, by the way, flat heroes was the game, not flat squares. You're, you're freaking square. So I just thought it was flat squares. Okay. <laughs> but it's flat heroes. So there you go. All right. Thank you. Jesse, what you been playing? All right, so I'll start off with uh, Mario Golf on the N64 NSL expansion pack as part of the Monthly Mayhem golf tournament. I guess it's not Monthly Mayhem, but it's, but it's a golf, golf tournament too. After four rounds of of just solo play to give us a ranking, they then they put us into a bracket. I was up against Hambone Johnny, and I had a seven-stroke handicap. And we found out really easy that lag is going to be an issue with this game. And I think they're going to go to people just doing solo play and submitting the scores instead of onlining up. But we onlined it up anyway. And I ended up like something like 30 strokes behind. So yeah, I, I lost. And I think the, that game was frustrating me. So I'm I'm glad I can say I'll never launch that game again. <laughs> Bob Cousy and I played as well and had a similar a similar issue. I was literally like when my putt was three three feet from the hole, I was literally like Mario partying the button because yeah. it would not it wouldn't register my button presses in time. And there is no like you're three feet from the hole, tap it in like there is in the current Mario Golf. So you have to get it in that small little spot. And I, I missed three putts that were three feet away because I hit it too hard. Well, I found in that game, if you're playing on, uh, say, a pro controller instead of handheld, there's lag and there's a few frames of lag and just that, and that that's enough to mess up mess up a hole. But then right. add add late the network latency, and then I think Johnny even said that he had TV latency just to his older HDMI TV, so he had three types of lag stacked on top of each other and he still got 600 bar. So I don't know. Way to go Hambone. Yeah. <laughs> that game's nuts. <clears throat> so Final Fantasy 2 Pixel Remaster, I while I was out of town, I did finish it. I what I thought my problem was back when I played it on GBA was I needed to increase my defense. I did and it really didn't do anything. I don't think if I tried that same approach, I don't. I think I would have ended up in the same infinite loop. But the difference was this time was there was a sword I picked up called the blood the blood sword, and it advertises itself as attack zero. So my thought was with GBA, oh this is garbage. Let's just sell it off and get rid of it. But that's that's like the easy button to win the game because while the base damage is just based on the user's strength, it's got an effect that isn't very clear about what it does, but it does additional damage based on a fraction of the opponent's total hit points. And, uh... and that's a drain attack. So I heal everything, all the damage that I give out. So when I got to the final boss, I tried the normal strategy and he's dual wielding swords. One sword does between four and 600. The second one does between four and six single digits and so i did that for two rounds while the other the other 
characters buffed and debuffed. So then I, sw I swapped out that sword that did f four damage with the blood sword. Sword one still did about 400. Sword two, nine, 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 nine. Wow. Critical. <laughs> that wasn't critical. That it was wasn't? just. Oh, okay. It's, it's a fraction of his total hit points. Wow. And then round four was the kill shot with like 2,500. See, that's the kind of stuff I love finding. And, and that's, that's what gets me in trouble in RPG games like that, where I want to find that. So I'm looking everywhere or trying to discover things or whatever, <laughs> you know, yeah. if I don't yeah. have a guide or something to tell me. Apparently like, older version of the games actually have two blood swords in it. So you can yeah. build them. The downside is if you use it against an undead, you will take damage and heal the undead. Oh, wow. <laughs> so you, can, you have to be careful about making sure you use it only against live enemies. Okay. So. Nice. So I did that while I was out of town and I started Final Fantasy three pixel remaster. And, you know, the reason why I never liked that got, got far in this game was on the DS version was there's that dungeon where you have to go in mini, which means you have no attack, no defense, and you have to rely on magic. So I don't know if I didn't job swap and just re relied on the original setup, but you have to job swap. There's no way, no way around it. So after doing that and buying more, more spells for everybody, I did get past that dungeon. Then I respect back to the original jobs, and now I'm in a city of frogs. And of course, I just recently <laughs> got the toad spell. So the next thing I have to do is I have to turn my my whole party into toads, so then I can talk to the frogs. Nice. And then to figure out what I need to do next. So this is still relatively early in the game, maybe four or five hours in but i'm like is this what this game's gonna have me do the entire time <laughs> uh so so you know i don't know if i'm gonna finish this one but i'm i am still putting along with it i am looking forward to playing four because that was you know what's my second favorite final fantasy game and apparently i my son decided he wanted to play four he tried to, we, we have our Steam accounts set up as family share, so he can play any game I have in my library, or so I thought. Apparently, Square blocks family sharing of these of pixel course. remasters, so he had to buy his own copy of four, and he's he put a, he's put a few hours into it, but he's, he's liking that. Reminded me when he was a kid, he tried playing my DS copy of four, and yeah. goes, I don't know what I need to do. I'm like, well, are you reading the text? No. Well, <laughs> there you go. That's Sammy right now. <laughs> so this time, I don't, I don't remember how old he was then, but he's 21 now. He's able to, he, he's able to. Read he, he's and, reading, <laughs> and he's knowing what he's doing. Amazing right. what happens. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Then this game came out today for 99 cents. A rusty sword, Vanguard Island. The description on the eShop page is a very short adventure that should remind you of other favorite games past or something along those lines. It's a Zelda clone. Mm -hmm. And when they say it's very short, it's very short. Again, again they're only charging 99 cents here. It's one overworld and one dungeon. 
once you finish it, you're done. It looks like a, so I did it in like a half an hour. But, you know, if the inventory speed, there's a lot of space for inventory and other things. <clears throat> like, it, like this is a proof of concept for what will be a larger game. But they just released it as a 99 cent chunk. But, you know, if you have Zelda, it's, this may help. You know, you, you, st- you start out with 16 hearts right off the bat. And there are no sword upgrades. And all the all the enemies are derived from Zelda enemies. So you know the original NES, the dungeon has that over the top camera look. Okay. Yeah, and in, so in it's, one, it's it's an eight bit type game. Yeah, eight bit style. I'd say sixteen bit style. Okay. But like if you if you ever seen like Zelda BS version or the broadcast satellite system version. oh yeah okay okay gotcha yeah it's like it's a remake of the zelda one in 16 bit that's kind of what this looked like too gotcha also if you have a zelda itch consult your doctor get checked out as soon as possible <laughs> yes you may need a and cream then, for that and then also released today which i haven't played yet but i'll probably play in live stream this weekend is a regular factory escape room I think it's the fourth escape room from in th- from these developers. And, okay. And I normal I like to live stream these, and it normally takes me like three or four hours to play through it. So nice. probably if, if I get if I have the time this weekend, uh, I'll plan on on doing that li- as a live stream. Nice. Well, I guess it's my turn. And I only have one game that I've been playing since we since it released last week, and that's Mini Motors Motorways. Um, I've done I did an interview with the developers last year at Gamescom, and got to got to play the demo on Steam, uh, and it wasn't out on Switch yet. But they were talking about that it was going to be coming to the Switch um, in 2022. So that's why I went in and played it, tried it out on Steam and PC, you know, for the PC. And then did the interview, and we have a video out on that. Uh, and uh, when they announced it, that it was coming to the Switch at the uh, showcase, uh, finally, that's when I reached out and said, hey, you remember me? I did the interview. <laughs> can, I, <laughs> can I get a Switch code? And they were happy to give us one. So I'm always thankful when we get one of those from them. So um, I got it for the Switch and been playing that. Uh, uh, instead of doing... Obviously, I didn't want to do a first look since I kind of did that already with the Steam version. Um, so I wanted to do I wanted to play the Switch version, get a feel for how that plays versus how you would play it on mobile, which Justin, you said you've been playing it on mobile. Yeah. And then also versus the way I've been playing it on Steam. In fact, I think I played well, you can play uh, mini um, mini Metro, the subway version on any of those systems as well. Uh, and I played Mini Metro and I enjoyed that. But for some reason, I like Mini Motorways because this is basically cars that you're directing to go from their garage to um, a factory or a tower um, or a combination of the two in some cases. So, and you, you get um, road tiles, bridges, roundabouts, traffic lights, um, and highways or motorways to uh build 
basically um, a way for these cars to get from point A to point B and collect people, pick up people or pick up their, uh, I'm guessing people at these locations and bring them back home. Um, and so the object is to keep traffic flowing and not let the people build up in those locations, such as the factory or the building. Um, so with that, uh, they, there's other things too, other than just doing that, you get real life locations, although it's, uh, um, randomly generated, uh, the different things that happen in those locations, like Tokyo is one place. Uh, so, Although you're doing Tokyo, it doesn't necessarily look like Tokyo because the river river on one time that you're playing may be over here on the right side of the screen. And then the next time you go play that same board, it may end up on the left side of the screen. So it randomly generates um, and, and basically builds up from, you know, you get one color of, of I'll just say vehicles. Uh, so, or the house and the industry or the, the factory that you have to go pick up people from, like you start off with red. So the house will be red and the industry will be red and you drive off and go get the person you got to pick up and bring them back home, home. And then after a couple of weeks in the game, cause it's on a, on a, um, a timer, uh, after a week or two, you get another color, color added. So you could have red and then you could have yellow. And then the idea originally I thought was because I'm a SimCity fan was to, you know, you get your parts that you get every week, you get more and more parts that you can add. So, so like I said, the road tiles, the bridges and all that kind of stuff. Um, every week you get more parts and then you build your city, uh, basically your roadways. Um, and the object again is to avoid traffic buildups and to avoid getting more people at one location. Um, so the reason why I liked it was cause it was kind of like Zen in a way, like SimCity was for me when I played that on the SNES, uh, where I just kind of build things, make it look pretty in a way it's and Zen until it's not until it's not because, um, it does get started, gets crazy and stuff like that. And one of the strategies I learned was actually you, you're, you want to avoid crossing roads or tiles or whatever with the different colors, so there's no traffic jams. So you kind of build around each other in a way or around each of the colors. And you also, there's some strategy on taking up spaces with some of your road tiles as well. So, uh, so that nothing pops up in those spaces that you don't want them to. Like if you don't want to build a bridge yet, you want to take up some space over on that Island across the river. So nothing populates there and, and stuff like that. So, a lot of the stuff I'm saying is actually in a video I just dropped today on mini motorways. Uh, this is all the stuff I've learned over time playing this game, all the strategies. I did a quick video of me playing it in handheld, actually. I didn't do a screen capture of it. I did handheld video of me playing it so I could show that you can play both touchscreen and with the Joy-Cons. And, and it, it flip-flops between the two very seamlessly so i can use the touch screen when i want to or use the joy cons and um joy cons are okay it's basically you're using the joy con as a mouse essentially and uh with the, the joystick and moving the cursor around so you could be moving kind of slow <laughs> across the screen from one side of the map to the other kind of like how the escape room games work yeah so um that's um 
that's why it's good to be i like playing an nl it's for me it's my um game i play when i go to bed so i bring the switch in there and i'm you know playing that game so uh i highly recommend it especially if you're a sim city fan or even with the uh the mini uh metro game if you enjoyed that i liked i like mini motorways better for some reason than the mini um metro um i don't know what it is i don't know it's just you know maybe yeah. they did something different or whatever but i yeah. enjoyed this better. i remember playing mini metro on steam when it was new and i just got frustrated really quick and never touched it again yeah and i could see why it gets frustrated and that's why it's like when i started researching strategies that's what helped me not get so frustrated um, because it's basically just starting your, your, what do they call it? A strategy, uh, strategy, sim, ermine planner. Um, so you're managing basically the traffic. Um, There's a mouthful, eh? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but learn the fun part was going out, learning more strategies. Uh, so and trying to apply those strategies. And I'm tr- now I'm trying to get those high scores. Speaking of high scores real quick. I know I've dragged this one out, but it was my one game. So, uh, but they do do, they do have daily um, tasks and weekly tasks. So you're not just, you can go in, you can just play the maps and then you can also play a daily uh, map and a weekly map. And in those, they give you um, tasks or not necessarily tasks, but um, there's certain things that, they either take away from you or give you like one, one challenges is basically you go in and you get no roundabouts and unlimited bridges. So maybe that might be one of the challenges that you can do for the week or the daily. So I tried the daily and with the new strategies I learned and I did okay. Um, but again, I'm, I'm still learning and there's some things I need to learn in regards to clusters, you know, when you get certain houses in a cluster and then it becomes a traffic jam. So um, lots of fun um, for me, at least. And I highly recommend it if you're into those type of games. But is there an Ouroboros? Uh, not yet. Not that I've encountered yet, but that, that'd be pretty cool. <laughs> is, there an obje- like, is there an objective or an end or like, or are you just going until it gets too crazy and everything falls apart? Like what's the objective the... is to try to get a high score. It's a high score game and you can okay. do a high score against the globe, against your friends who are playing. Okay. So you can see lists like that. Uh, like one, the one I did for, I want to say it's Berlin, but I could be wrong. I got a high score and I, it said I was in the top 4% that got, you know, in that high score. Um, even though it's still, I'm still far away from number one. <laughs> so, right, right. Uh, but uh, what was really cool because uh, Benji was on there from um, uh, the guys sales? over. No, not sales. The, uh, Benji Kong from the, uh, the guys over across the pond uh, and their show, the, the cross players. Yeah. Yeah. The cross players. So he was playing it uh, and I saw his scores too. So, and the other thing too, when I was mentioning about the daily and weekly, each of those maps you can play separately as well. Like I said, the, the, the Berlin one and the Tokyo one has challenges when you unlock, a, when you get to a certain score, it would unlock challenges that you can go back into that same map and try to, to um, beat those challenges. So there's a lot of replay there. Um, there's a lot of maps I still have to unlock that I haven't even gotten to yet. Um, but I've only been playing a week and, um, 
again, I still am trying to beat Breath of the Wild, but I I haven't played all this week <laughs> because I've been playing mini waterways. So it's okay, Zelda. Zelda will be fine. Everybody, she'll be fine. She's wait. She's been waiting a hundred years. She can wait another year. So <laughs> another year. Is it? Oh my yeah. goodness. No, no. Make her wait a whole year. Okay, okay. I'll say another month. Another one hundred and five years now. Uh, no, my goal is to finish uh, <laughs> Breath of the Wild before Live Live drops in July. So, because I want to play that. That's going to be my next big one that takes five years to play. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I've been playing. So let's move on to the community spotlight. Do it. So, Nick, usually what we do here is we, again, allow our guests to spotlight themselves in this section. But I want to say real quick before you spotlight Game Pass News, what I usually do at this point, if we don't have a guest, is talk about our Nindad Family Podcast, which the Game Game Pass News is a part of. And recently you guys dropped episode 53, which was called What the Puck? which I like the name of. Right. And I know you guys just recorded last night, episode 54. Um, but in 53, and what the puck you guys talk about, Bethesda delays, Starfield and Redfall, which we talked about earlier. Fortnite is free on xCloud, which we also talked about here. Xbox network goes down, which we talked about here as well. But you guys didn't hear Sean's side of things. So go there and right. listen to that episode so you can hear that. And then 54 will be dropping soon. But before I go any further with any of the other Nintendo Dads family podcasts, Nick, how can people find you and Sean and the Game Pass News channel? Yeah, um, so you can find us on Game Pass News, on Twitch, on Twitter. Those are our two main areas. You can hop on over to uh, the Nintendo Dads Discord. We have a, a bunch of channels here. Uh, we have going right now we have a, a bug snacks achievement hunter so uh it's kind of like our it's kind of like the xbox version of what uh of what the the dads after dark guys do with monthly mayhem where you just give us your your achievement score and every five achievement points you get gets you one entry to win possibly a 15 dollar xbox card um we already had our 100 percent uh submit so we we are also handing out uh a pin to the it to the first person who submits 100 percent achievement score so that has already been done so we'll be sending out that pin to 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 that person here shortly um so if you're if you're interested in that i've been played buck snacks doesn't matter if it was in the last month while it was on game pass or or women dropped earlier on xbox you can you can give us that you can give us that score whenever um and that ends on the 31st but uh sean and i just chat about xbox and game pass stuff that's really what we do and we try to keep you up to date on game pass news just dropped a new season we have a really fun way of like we preview trailers together on twitch um so we're not just chatting about these games you're you're viewing it with us and we're all kind of live reacting to these trailers so enjoy that uh sean wanted to be here i know i sent out a tweet saying we would both be here sean really wanted to be here he had some kiddo problems so he couldn't make it um he he was pretty bummed about that but hopefully hopefully we can we can we can both be on here at some point so Yes. And you guys are, like I said before, always welcome to come on. So uh, we'll get you both on and talk some more Xbox. I'm sure Justin will have all kinds of questions for you guys. <laughs> that sounds about so, right. Yep. And that's one of the things I really like too. And by the way, 
like we like Justin was saying earlier, your guys' new logo and everything is really awesome. I love the stuff you guys are doing with your second season and the changes you guys made in the show too, especially the the Game Pass trailer reviews that you guys do. So that's really that was fun to watch yesterday. Um, and yeah, yeah we're, we're having a lot of fun. And thank you to you guys. We a lot of that stuff. I you know I I don't know how much you guys know or how much you guys want people to know, but a lot of that stuff wouldn't be possible if it wasn't for the support that you guys give us. So we we thank you guys a ton for that support, uh, both as the channels on the Discord, the ability to be able to 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 make these changes. So we we really appreciate you guys uh, the the opportunity to come on a show like this and and just helping us grow as we go. I mean, we were just talking about the Jesse class for uh, audio, you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't be able to do the stuff I do on OBS if it wasn't for Jesse teaching, literally teaching, like no joke, teaching me about how to run a mixer and what I had to download and virtual cables and blah, 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 blah. So yep. thank I'm, you guys signing, I'm signing up for that next class. So yeah, there you yeah. go. Right. It's, uh, <laughs> and, and, I, and, I, and I, yeah, thank you, Nick, for that. I, that's fantastic. I think we're, we're so proud. We're so proud of the work that you guys are doing over there. It's amazing. We love any, every time that the community spins up something amazing, which is what you guys have done. And I think this is just a great example of why the support from Patreon and stuff like that really helps us to be able to support these, these, these projects. And, and uh, so, yeah, thank you to everyone who, supports us ends up supporting you uh through that as sure. well. so thank you yep. exactly so and speaking of which uh if you want to know all the different things that the uh game pass is at as well how to get a hold of them or what social medias that are on you can also go to the link tree site so link tr.ee slash game pass news and you can see all the different places they're at and keep an eye on that in just case they grow anywhere else. So that's right. Yeah. And of course you guys are on YouTube as well. So yep, all cool places. So, and like I said, you guys are part of the family, uh, the Nindad's family of podcasts, which also includes dad after dark show, which they recently dropped their special in indie world to love or hate episode where they talk about the indie world showcase. It was an indie world that John loved and, we all know Drew didn't like it because they were on our show last week. So <laughs> uh, what games are on their radar now from that? And of course, you can listen to their podcasts uh, uh, by going to Anchor. That's where there there is. Of course, you can dr- download it from any of their podcast services, but they're on Anchor as well. And also RetroLogic, which also includes not just RetroLogic, but On Topic and Retro Groove. So all those episodes are there. You can find all their episodes at retrologic.games where they recently dropped episode 79 for retrologic. Still talking about NES Uh, bonus one episode of on topic modern. So they talk about modern games there too. was their discussion on ghost of Tsushima, which is a good one. If you're a fan of that game or thinking about playing that game, or especially with the PlayStation plus coming up with that game, the director's cup coming in there, go check that out that episode. So and then Retro Groove, which is another good uh, part of their family podcast that talks about music and stuff. So episode 23, Retro Groove, they talk about Expanding Mind, Port, Porter Robinson, and the Emotion of EDM. So that's one I'm going to actually have to check out because I'm a fan of EDM stuff. All right. So moving on from the family of podcasts on to the questions from the community. We got one from 
uh, I think it was late last week that we got it from Mecha Dragon during the show, actually, and we just couldn't get it in. Uh, but he sent an email saying a common complaint from people over Nintendo Switch Online is that they don't need the games that they offer because they already have those games ready available somewhere in their homes. But I'm not sure if these people realize how annoying it is to connect a retro console on TVs nowadays, especially ones with just HDMI ports. That's a huge reason why I'm a big fan of companies like Retrobit or Hyperkin, because their clone consoles, despite them being a bit finicky, are perfect entry points for anyone who wants to play their old games again or get kids into the retro gaming as well. I love the fact that we have a lot of classic video games at a, at a moment's notice. And while I still prefer just buying them up front like we used to be able to in the virtual console, I still think it's important for companies to keep porting their old games as much as they can. Question for the dads. Do you value the convenience of playing retro games on current consoles? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> right? Well, yes, Definitely yes, I do. I, I, love, I love the fact that I can jump in and grab play Super Metroid on my Nintendo Switch. Like, yes, yes, all those things, wherever I go. Like, that's, yeah. Well, for content creators, it makes it easier to, you know, stream and record footage as opposed to trying to do it off of a stock SNES. You know, yes. yeah, there are ways to do it, but they're, they're, not, they're not as elegant. Right. And you don't have to carry multiple things around if you're traveling, if you want to play. Yeah the classics on something else <laughs> rule rule of thumb for the internet. If we ever get what we get stuff, we'll always complain about something else. Yes. Uh, well, see so, yeah, like this, like the classic, here's an example. We got this SNES classic, right? Awesome. Except I complained that I didn't get some city on it. So unless yeah. I hack it. So, <laughs> so yeah. we all, we all want these things. We're all angry and we don't have them. And then when we show up and when they do show up or we get them, we get upset because they don't have exactly what we want, but we're ignoring the fact that the other like 95% of it is exactly what we want it to be. Yeah. So it's because we're kind of greedy. Amen. I'm down with that. I, I love it. I, I think, uh, I think the virtual console or, you know, the NSO is a great deal. I um, love it that I get to show games to Noah, my son and my daughter that I wouldn't. Otherwise we went through Banjo Kazooie together I still hate N64 every time I play one of their games, but you know, I still, I still, uh, I still do it because yes. I, because I just do. Um, we've, we've gone through the Mario's. Uh, I think it was a couple of years ago. I did, I, I went through all the 2d Mario's uh, with them and we, yeah, we have, I mean, it makes it, it's great. Nice. Well, you know, on the other side, if someone does have the, the game with a legacy system with a way to hook it up to ACTV, you know, I could, then yeah, getting getting the same game on the Switch doesn't make as, as much, much sense. But you are the exception, not the rule. That's for sure, yeah. yeah. And especially if you have a legacy like CRT like I have and the, the host of NVC has been spouting about for the last month. Like he's, he apparently has a collection now of CRTs. Yeah, so... <laughs> Yeah, Seth. So, well, uh, one behind me I haven't used in probably three years. It's still there if I ever want to use it again. Yeah. Yep. And I like collections too that give me the opportunity. Like the uh, the recent one that I bought but I haven't played yet was the Castlevania Advance collection. 
because I really liked the the Game Boy Advance Castlevania games. So um, I picked that one up. So yeah. the GBA games, just like N64 games, kind of look like garbage on big screen TVs. <laughs> it's yeah. not designed to be played on the screen that big. Right. Well, but and I have a couple of handheld. It looks great. I have a couple of those games still, or no, I take that back. I have one of those games for the GBA um, still. So, but I still picked up the advanced one, obviously, because I didn't have the other ones, but um, I'd rather play it on my Switch because it's there. So, it's more convenience, I suppose. So, even though I have a GBA that I could play one of those games on. Uh, so great question as usual, Mecca. That was, a, and I like the explanation you had with that. That was pretty cool. Um, on to some questions from our Discord. Uh, again, Mecca, he had one that was not necessarily meant for this, but I thought I'd bring it here. He asked, How hip is Marty? <laughs> my response in the Discord was, The older you are, the easier it is to break. Yes. <laughs> two hips. He's got two hips. Yep. Yes. And I forget what go. Marty said too. Did you, Jesse, you remember what Marty said? I don't. I don't remember what he, he said. He gave uh, like a, like a gif of uh, some old guy trying to keep up. In a oh car. yeah. 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 That's right. I think that That's... was about all he said. <laughs> I forgot about that. All right. Chris also asked in our discord with revealing, he wasn't at a hundred percent during last week's episode. My question for the dads is when was the last episode that you appeared on that? You weren't at your best. He's speaking of Drew, by the way, who we found mm. out afterwards that he tried to bail as quickly as possible from our show, not because he was tired, but because he was actually getting sick. <laughs> so mm. that's where this question is derived from. So his question is, when was the last episode that you appeared on that you weren't at your best? And he also asked, would, we, would they be able to tell? You were at your, you weren't at your best. I'm sure. Well, I, a, I can go ahead. I was gonna say I can start. Uh, it was uh, it, it last year, late last year. I I thought I swore I had COVID, but I did not. I took tests, but I had some nasty sinus stuff going on. And Jesse can understand. I thought I did the right thing by muting Zoom. So like I shut off my video, I muted Zoom. But because I'm in this mixer thingy, Majigger. Zoom was not the problem. My mic picks up to the mixer and goes straight to OBS for all the listeners and everything. So I do all this. I grab the Kleenex and I'm like <laughs> doing all this nasty stuff. And my friend's like, hey, man, you know, we heard all of that. Just so you know, like he like he's a friend of mine locally that like listens to our to listens to our streams quite often. And I was like, what? I muted Zoom. And I'm like, oh, so Sean couldn't hear me, but uh, all of our listeners could. So, uh, yeah, that was so, yeah, they all knew because I messed yeah, up on the yeah, audio. Yeah, if I feel like I'm going to sneeze or cough, I mute myself within voice meter. That yeah, way, yeah, that's what I should have done. It, it will kill everything. Yeah, yeah, that's what I should have done. So yeah, everybody that's got funny. my good nose blow uh, right on stream. <laughs> uh, Justin, you got one? Uh, you know, I think to be honest, like, I think we're in a situation because we have such a big cast, uh, of hosts and if we're ever not feeling well, we'll just call it right. Um, and we'll be like, yeah, I'm, I think we're towards the beginning though. Like, did you try, you know, cause you're, I think the first few years you're just like, we got to be here every day. Yeah. We would just kind of fight through it a little. I think we would just fight through it to be honest. Right. I think that was, that was, that was more it than anything else. Um, 
Yeah, I, I think that's, I mean, I think sometimes I think we think of illness typically, like we think of like not feeling well. I think sometimes we'd also be like, I just, you know, had to put down the kids and they were an argument and the dog's not feeling well. And I just got a spill on my shirt. And then you're like, okay, now I'm going to come to the podcast and you're just punchy. <laughs> right. So you're just, and so I think, you know, it's, it's kind of funny, you know, and a little bit behind the curtain. Sometimes like when we do pre-show, like, you know, one of us will be a bit punchy marty right and so sometimes that happens and so so you kind of get to you get to kind of shake it off beforehand or you get to have a bit of fun with it um but there's definitely those times where you kind of show up and you're like i mean it's kind of like a, and not to be rude it's kind of like a job sometimes you show up and you know you're like oh i could really be using some sleep but we're gonna power through yeah. um, but you find your way yeah i know there, there was times before where i kind of like doze off whilst other people are talking you know the audio isn't going to notice but if you're watching me on YouTube, you'll see. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, the, the episodes where, where, where Jesse dozes off are some of my favorite episodes to watch. Yeah. <laughs> I think it is true too. You know, especially when you, when you do sit right, like there have been times where I'm like, I'm trying to feed the kids, you know, my wife's not home just yet. I, I hop on. I'm like, I'm like getting everything around. I'm like, okay, Sean, I'm ready to go. Boom. I hit the button. I'm like, Crap, it opens up and I'm like, I didn't think about an opener at all. Okay, uh, let's just go. Welcome to Game Pass News, you know? And it's just kind of like, you, you can tell the times and I'm like, I'm just going to try to make this up as this goes on. Um, because, yeah, you just, you had a crazy day and you just sat down in the seat and hit record. And it was like, oops. Yeah. Yeah, I can't think of any specific thing for me. Um, I'm I'm sure there's been time there. I know there's been times where I've had a massive headache and did the show and that can be distracting in itself. Um, so, but it helps take my mind off the headache, believe it or not too, when I'm talking about other things and we're just getting into the show and, you know, focusing on questions or trying to listen and stuff like that. But yeah. Um, I can't think of anything specific though. Uh, but I, I agree with Justin though, is like, you can tell when, somebody's in a mood <laughs> yeah and so and sometimes it's character yeah true. right like yes. like i don't like i you know i think I, you know again we're pulling the curtain back a little bit here like i don't mind occasionally being the villain right and kind of being a little bit of a messer because i'll because i've said this many times i believe that if we're all like this is a fantastic idea and we agree upon it <laughs> that is the worst show ever right right so let's have some discourse let's like oh you think xbox is amazing uh nick i am going to tell you you're a dirty liar and that it should be burnt to the ground let's go right because that's a, that's an interesting show um that's an interesting piece of content um and so i think that's so sometimes it just it's just you know it can come off that way and so i know that i can definitely come off as a bit punchy on the show sometimes we all have we all had our moments i know that for sure so even as a listener especially when uh zach was on <laughs> yeah i get a little punchy at zach every once in a while for yeah sure. so great question chris uh mecca has a question for business justin actually mm -hmm. should we be concerned about saudi arabia buying five percent of nintendo Mm, that's a great question, Mecca. Um, so there's, so I will say that there is some complexity in that question. So should we be concerned? Um, I mean, they're they're owning five point zero one percent of the of uh, Nintendo at this point. It's a big enough chunk, but I would also tell you that just as an FYI, um, Saudi Arabia has also like vested in other um, video game companies over the last little bit, uh, Activision, EA. So it's not uncommon for them. They're really diversifying their. Don't they own like ninety six percent of SNK now. 
Yeah, they own a ton of SNK. They're really, I mean, really what they're doing is they are diversifying kind of like what their what their kind of funds are invested in, right? So that's not uncommon for for countries or businesses or individuals to do that at all. Um, so I don't think we should be overly concerned. They've also done that. They've also invested in Hollywood stuff as well. Um, yeah, I think I, I would just be more concerned ever... about just the humanitarian crisis that happens in Saudi Arabia. Maybe the thing I'd be more concerned about in regards to it. Um, I'm going to be very honest with you. Head over, head over to Kotaku. Uh, they just did a great article on basically the Saudi Arabia situation. And it was kind of like, not really that we should be worried about that, but more the kind of the genocide and stuff that's happened there. Um, that's more the thing that we should be concerned about, but this is just part of, part of a country's, you know, the capital, the money they have diversifying in risk and finding different things to invest in as well. Yeah. I don't think they're using their ownership, partial ownership of companies to throw their weight around saying, Hey, don't do this or Hey, do this instead. Correct. Like, like some, you know, 10 cent would do. Yeah. And as long as they don't, I I think we're going to be, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be business as usual. You know, yep. anyone could have bought 5% of the stock. It was out there available to buy. You just need a, need someone with enough money or enough of many peoples with all the money combined to make yeah. that purchase. Yeah. Again, it's, I'm, again, I'm going to say Nintendo dad's community. That could have been us, right? We could have done better. All right. Patreon, <laughs> increase your levels. Yeah, we could have owned 5% of Nintendo. Could have pulled our money together. Yeah. Bought a share. <laughs> okay. Maybe three shares. I don't know. Maybe. Anyways, all right. So that was our questions from Discord. Our last question of the night comes in Twitter from Marty. Does bowling on Nintendo Switch Sports count as an exercise? Asking for a friend. Only hip fellas. Only for hip fellas. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Before we leave, I did want to mention, uh, point this out because Justin wasn't on last week. I saw this was all just struck out of the out of the notes. But uh, I forget the date, but coming up soon, Nintendo stock is going to have a 10 to 1 split. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it was um, supposed to be uh, a Drew wanted to talk about the stock stuff with you, with business, Justin. But uh, mm. uh, you weren't able to come on and uh, it well, probably wouldn't he wouldn't have been able to focus on it anyways the way he was. Sure. Doing. So yeah, it yeah. worked out, so, I think. So, so in knowing I wasn't going to be around, I would say, hey, this would be. Justin could probably explain what that means and why it is or isn't a good thing in his opinion. But I don't know if he still wants to do that. I can kind of sp uh, speak my piece now that I'm here this week. Yeah, sure. Why don't you? Basically, what, what the 10 to 1 split means is, say, you know, using this as an example, I own 100 shares that cost $1,000 each. So what a 10 to 1 split means is, you know, I will... I will get 10 times as many shares and each share will be worth a 10th of the amount. So ultimately my, my net value is unchanged, but instead of having a hundred shares at a thousand, I now have a thousand shares that are a hundred. Why is this a good thing? I can sell them off in smaller increments or as a new buyer, you can buy them in smaller increments. You don't have to worry about having N thousand dollars to yeah, we tip. Uh, you can do it in your in hundred dollars investment. Yeah, this typically happens when a uh, a stock price gets kind of really quite high and, and a little bit 
unapproachable for individuals. Uh, Apple has been known to do this uh, several times, actually, where they make that that uh, stock split as well. And it's really about kind of getting more people into the market. The value doesn't really um, change so much, but it's the accessibility to the stock, which allows for kind of more uh, individuals to be to be in as yeah. well. So it, it'll split on September 30th. So the first day of the up, updated price will be October 1st. Yeah. I'm trying to find out what the current prices are. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that information because stocks is not my thing. I, I don't, want I, the I know a little bit of pieces. Price. I'm with you. Not enough. <laughs> not enough. I didn't know what a 10 to one split was. Yeah. So yeah. Thanks for that guys. Does, has Nintendo ever done this before? Do we know? I don't know off the top of my head. That doesn't mean I just, wonder. I just, I know yeah. the, not the top that I can remember. So basically, if they're splitting, that means they're doing good. I mean, because their stock price is high enough to, to uh, yeah, yeah. Typically, typically it um it, it can. So it, it can. Which, I mean, obviously, we all know. We all know they're doing. Yeah, they're doing all right. They're doing all right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they seem to be okay. Yeah. All right. Looking any final stock, looking at okay. the, looking at the stock for the past year? You know, it, it you know peaked almost a year ago. It, it you know get another peak in March and it went down a little bit. So it's still you know, up there. Uh, the the last close was 59, a little over 59,000 yen, which is probably uh, what, like five, $450. Yeah. Per stock. That's pretty, that's pretty steep per, to jump per, in per share. I'm out. Right. I'm out on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're waiting for September 30th. That's yeah, we're yeah. Four hundred and sixty-three dollars a share. Yeah, so you should you should you should be accessibly able to get around fifty or a fifty-dollar price. It's not. It's a little bit more reasonable, give or take, right? There you I go. Don't know, I don't know if that. I don't think that'll affect. You know, I think Drew as well. But I I own Nintendo stock through a fund that we owe. It's it's a U.S. fund that part of its holdings is Nintendo stock from Japan. So, you know, how, you know, they, their stock goes up, our fund goes up and whatever. So because of the net zero, I don't think our U S fund is doing anything. It'll just be business as usual. Yeah. Yeah. And I will just say this, uh, Nintendo dads is not financial advisors. Uh, we do not hold any legal legal responsibilities if you choose to invest in any stocks that we've mentioned here, including Nintendo. Please see a financial advisor for your uh, best options. Or DM ju- business, Justin. Do not DM no. business, Justin. <laughs> I am not responsible for your financial future. What should I buy, yeah. Justin? No, I'm kidding. Well, uh, when I did my taxes this last year, you can tell that I didn't make the best choices when I tried to buy a little AMC and a little GameStop and then sold it and at a loss. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right. So you can DM uh, Nick about cryptocurrency and NFTs. You can get a hold of him. And you can. <laughs> you won't get Italy Squad, but you can DM me. <laughs> so, all right, Nick. Thanks a lot for joining us. And uh, as usual, we look forward to you coming on again with Sean and talking yeah. more Xbox stuff and Nintendo stuff, of course. And who knows, and maybe sh- after Nick, you, sorry, I didn't, mean, I didn't mean to cut you off. You guys are doing a live event, right? For, for Xbox. For the showcase. Yeah. That's the showcase, right. right? Yeah. We are doing a live event on, what is it? I don't know. The 13th, I think. 
June 13th coming up. 12th, sure. Mm-hmm. Yep, mm-hmm. yep, yep, yep. yep. <laughs> We're going to be there someday. There's going to be, there might be a show going on. There might not. No. Sunday um, the 12th at, at uh, noon central. Yeah, we are on it, guys. Way to go. I we definitely need to have you guys on after that uh, to see what kind of things might have dropped between Nintendo, Xbox, and even PlayStation and have a discussion. We'll, we'll either be on a mountain high or we'll be in a dinghy of my tears. So uh, either way, <laughs> it'll be fun. It'll be great content for you guys. Well, we, I would have... suggest you start blowing up that dinghy. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we have been on that same mountain within the same 30-minute show before. Like, yeah. True. Yep. Mm-hmm. like, yeah, like, like, yeah, like, J- J- Justin, when, uh, exactly what I was thinking when I, I was shown for that, for his game and mm-hmm. he, when pixel remaster was announced. Yes. I was there. I was there. I was watching with the monkey ball announcement. It that, was fantastic. That face, that face just changed from, excitement. we're going to have to, we're, we're going to have to dust that. I mean, we have that as a gift, don't we? Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, well, I think we clipped it. Was it clipped. YouTube, it's yeah. out there as a YouTube video. Yeah. We'll have to, yeah. we'll have to send well, I think again. both of our discomforts were yes, out there. That was, the I clipped those and then also clipped the Metroid dread thing. So <laughs> fun times, fun times. Well, with that, that's our show, uh, episode 376. Justin, would you care to do close us out? Yeah, I absolutely can. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for watching. We greatly appreciate you for being here. A couple things that uh, we first uh, want to say. Hold on a second. Hold on. There we go. A uh, big thanks to the uh, our YouTube subscribers. Sorry, YouTube subscribers. Over 6,100 of you. Head over to YouTube. Subscribe if you could. Twitch, we appreciate you. 34 people using their Twitch sub. Wow, that's amazing. Don't forget to get 20% off at Manscaped and using the code NINDADS, N-I-N-D-A-D-S, for 20% off and free shipping. Hey, you like our stuff? Head over to the nintendodads.org slash merch. And by the way, huge, massive, massive thank you to our Patreon producers, Dave Ernsberg, Antonio Contreras, Solo Something, Alex Oncampo, and RJ Kern. Hey, you're looking for Nintendo Dads? Just type it into the internet there in the Googles, and you'll find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitch, YouTube, uh, fans only. No, that's not one yet, but I'm working on it. I'm working on it. All right. Um, and uh, hey, big thank you to everyone that supports us every single day. If you've got a question you want to send into Nintendo Dads, uh, just email us at nintendodads at gmail.org or call in and leave us a voicemail, 92925NDADS or 92925-3237. That's actually where Marty Estes is right now. He is on our calls. He's on our phone, maintaining our call line right now. Uh, so he's waiting for you to call in. That's why he's on the show. That is his job today. He's been, he's been pushed over to reception. That is what he's doing. Call in 929-25-NDADS uh, and talk to Mr. Marty Estes. Big thanks to OC Remix for the music you hear uh, throughout the show. By the way, hey, if you're listening to us on a podcast catcher, please head over there. Give us a five-star review. If you're thinking three stars, don't do that. That's not cool. I don't like that. You can give that to someone like the Mega Dads, all right? That is not the stuff we do here. This is five-star content. You know it is. I know it is. Do yourself a favor. Turn, Pull your car over right now and do it. Ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of myself, Jesse, Tim, and Nick from Game Pass News, Bye bye Thank you for listening into Nintendo Dads. We sound like the goddamn Nintendo Dads all of a sudden.